Now the move attacks. Look in the middle, don't score. The roommates. Bridge to Mormando. This episode is proudly sponsored by Evative Learning. If you are an education major or anyone considering a career in teaching, you won't want to miss this. Evative Learning is an innovative educational consulting company that is revolutionizing the way aspiring teachers prepare for their careers. As a proud sponsor of the Lax Lounge podcast and Cabrini Lacrosse, Evative is here to help you take your teaching aspirations to new heights. Evative offers a comprehensive one-on-one coaching program, tailored specifically for those interested in entering the teaching profession. With Evative's coaching program, you'll receive personalized guidance and support to help you succeed in your career. They provide mock interviews, guided job searches, resume optimization, and much more. Their team of experienced educators and career coaches will equip you with the skills and knowledge needed to excel in the competitive world of teaching. One of the most incredible aspects of Evative's coaching program is their guarantee. Yes, you heard it right. They guarantee at least one job offer within the first three months of coaching. That's an amazing opportunity you don't want to miss. For just $250 per month, Evative guarantees that you will receive at least one job offer. Imagine the peace of mind knowing that your investment in coaching will lead to tangible results. It's an offer you can't afford to pass up. So whether you're a current education major, a recent graduate, or someone looking to make a career change into teaching, Evative Learning is here to support you and guide you in every step of the way. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to secure your job as a teacher. Visit their website at www.evative.com to learn more about their coaching program and how they can help you kickstart your teaching career. Once again, that is www.evative.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Lax Lounge. Got another great episode in store. I'm personally very excited. I don't know about you, I'm Nick. Very excited. We have a pretty special guest joining us here. Let's shoot it over to the guest chair, Mr. Nicholas. Who do we have joining us in the lounge? Dominic, how are you, brother? <laughs> Fellas, what's going on? It's a pleasure to be here. I, you know, I told Fridge over the summer, summer that uh, I've listened to you guys all through uh, d- during uh, my internship. And uh, now I'm here, so it's, it's pretty uh, full circle for me. Once a fan, and now a member of the lounge. It's not a all, member, a guest. As you said, it is all full circle. Look at the smile on that guy's face. It's beautiful. That's a Lax Lounge enthusiast right there. I love it. Uh, in the true Lax Lounge fashion, we have to start off with a little bit of an icebreaker. You know, cut through the tension, get through that first couple minutes of the pod before we start flowing and grooving in a nice conversation. So this is where I hand it off right back to Nick for the Fast Five. He said to me earlier today that this was a great Fast Five, so I'm excited. I think it's a great Fast Five. All right, the floor is yours. What's your favorite cereal? Reese's Puff. Favorite movie? Cars, the original. Favorite band? Favorite band is Maroon 5. Dream car? When I was younger, it was a pickup truck, but now it's just a Jeep. Any make model? Like purple, like... Uh, honestly, like just any anything with a Jeep truck. Honestly, <laughs> like that. Favorite word in the dictionary? Oh man, I I say uh, what do I say a lot? I say like I don't even know what I say a lot. I say fellas a lot. I say guys a lot. I don't... I'm a big fellas guy too. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say if I had like a ten point word, one of my favorite ones to whip out is just stupendous. Like how's your day? Stupendous. I love the word dapper. One. Dapper, that's Dapper a good one. Dapper's a perfect word. Immaculate, a couple years ago, like during quarantine, this is deep in quarantine here, I would be driving to and from my friend's house and I'd do this thing. I still have the story for it. Uh, car talks with Fridge. Mm-hmm. And one day, I just, it, it's the thoughts that I have when I'm sitting in traffic and just my mind is racing. 
And the one time it was like, I think I found my new favorite word, immaculate. Like you can describe anything that's like good or anything that's like great. And if you put immaculate there, like it just takes it to the next level. Like that food, that food was immaculate. And then I went into this whole rant about like, dude, like the immaculate conception, like that must have been awesome. Like that must have felt great. It's one of the craziest three minutes on my Snapchat. And it's (laughs) a little like insert into how my mind works when I'm just like, my mind is racing. Another one I did was like, sitting in traffic i was like can i count to 100 in french and then i did and then i'm like what about spanish what about past like 20 minutes i'm just i wasn't recording but i was just doing this and then i got to a stoplight and i'm like i have to take i have to show this so i put it on my private story i'm like i'm going insane guys i need help <laughs> favorite bands maroon 5 or favorite song from maroon 5 that is it's a tough one they're they haven't come out with a lot of new songs Not recently bad. Gosh, sugar, yes, please. That Loki might be the fa- maybe the favorite one. It's a good one, it's a great one. Big fan. That, that came out. That came out like, I guess we were in, when we were in high school. I guess probably like, yeah. tw- probably like 2017 actually. Yeah, 2017, that was 2018. I'm also a, a big like listen to the radio type of guy. Okay, so it was always playing on the radio. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's why it's like it's so catchy as well. Oh yeah, and Adam Levine. I mean, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Favorite movie being Cars. I think you're the first person to pick a Pixar movie as their favorite explain that a little bit what's the nostalgia around cars i mean also it was my first ever movie that i saw in theaters really so i think that definitely has a like a special vibe to it and just i mean lightning mcqueen i mean come on he speaks for himself um especially just to 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 get lost in radiator springs and then find his way and then not be the uh, you know the douche that he was pre- previously, uh, and then uh, you know help help King at the end. It's I think it's just a special movie. It is a great movie. Important follow up. What are your thoughts on Cars two and three? I mean, fantastic, fantastic. Wow. Are you joking? Now, Cars two, little controversial. I know, I know it's controversial because there's not a lot of racing. It's more of like a spy movie, and it's called Cars. So why would it be like a you know why is Tomater a, a spy? But uh, I think Cars Three brings it back. Brings it back. It it revamps the series. It revamps it, and uh, it 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 comes full circle. Like I said earlier, okay. it uh you know when now that McQueen is the crew chief, I mean that's just comes all the way back. I'll give you that one. I this man knows his movies. It's he knows Cars. <laughs> Don Petrozelli, ladies and gentlemen. Um, cars Two. I do think like it. It's a cool movie. It's a cool idea. And like you said, like that's not a Cars movie. I like agree, you could have. Yep. That's the plot of a James Bond. Movie. It is a Cars mm-hmm. movie. Yep. Because they're cars. they're cars. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be a racing movie. I, it does. It does. But, but like it revol- they're still racing in there. Yeah. The thing is, they're all they're people. There's no people in it. They're they're the people, <laughs> right? So okay. that's just what it is. Do you guys know about the Pixar theory? That, all that they're all worlds, connected. Yeah. All interconnected. Mm-hmm. Dude, I I believe that thing. I see that on so TikTok hard. all the time. I love like, it. This is great. There's a YouTube channel. It's Super Carlin Brothers. And they like do in-depth like an out like way too far. And I love it because they will take every minute detail and they'll connect it to one different part of the Pixar universe and say how it all connects. And uh, when it comes to the Cars movies, I think that they said this was after or in between when humans left Earth, like when they're in WALL-E and they Mm -hmm. go off. Mm -hmm. 
during that time, humans came back and evolved as cars. And like, that's why they're like human like, and they have all the cities and shit. And then after that, it just went down the dumps. Wally happens, we come back and then we evolve into monsters. Yep. 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 Monsters Inc. Mm -hmm. And little boo is the witch from brave. When I, I, yeah, I did yeah. a, not a lesson, but in eighth grade, my science teacher, I told him about this. And I'm like, this is fucking insane. This is amazing. And he's like, yo, like teach the class about this. I think this would be awesome. So I played the video and like broke it down. Like, uh, like I was just in a, a presentation or like a lawyer where it's like, see, now it connects here. You guys see where he's going with this? Let's hit play. Let's listen to this a little bit more. It was awesome. Um, big Pixar fan. <laughs> so, so Inside Out 2 trailer came out. How do you feel about that one, Fridge? How do you feel about that one? I am very intrigued because I was a big Inside Out fan. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I also enjoyed Inside Out. I didn't even know that like a sequel was possible with with this type of with this with that type of movie. I didn't think it would be either. Yeah. I, I, th I thought it was a standalone. Mm -hmm. I really like the angle they're taking though, where it's like, oh, we're going into puberty. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna really see what emotional damage mm -hmm. looks like. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see the chaos that happens there. Right, right. So yeah, because the the original five are they're freaking out in the trailer, and then. Who is it? Was it uh, anxious or anxiety that says hello? And they're and it's like, oh, what about my friends? I'm like, hold on, there's more of you. <laughs> that should be an interesting one. See how Riley survives. Mm -hmm. Our favorite. I remember I saw that in person, in Boise, Idaho, uh, when it was like 116 degrees outside, and we we're like, we're gonna go inside and watch a movie. And at the end, when especially when Bing Bong dies spoiler alert sorry anybody who hasn't seen inside out um i shed a tear and i was like why am i crying about a fucking mythical elf fluffy elephant thing dying in a pixar movie <laughs> but god damn it's working it's working man they're good at their jobs they are especially pixar they know to tug at those heartstrings yeah, so yeah. much i say let's get right into everything else i think we should tell me about yourself when were you born what's your upbringing like <laughs> What school did you go to? How many sports did you play as a yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah. Ask you um, every single question. At like the whole, like whole background. Every yeah. You want my Who, social uh, too? Uh, or? That, would be, that would be great actually. <laughs> last, everybody. Last three digits on your credit mm -hmm. card too. Uh, but who is Don Petrozelli? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, for starters, uh, I'm from Warminster, Pennsylvania. So, in regards to Cabrini, I'm about 45 minutes away. Um, I live there with my parents, uh, Rose. Shout out, mom. Al. Hi, dad. What's up? And uh, my little brother Enzo. Um, and, uh, yeah, we live in Wormster. Uh, I went to Archbishop Wood High School. That's currently where Enzo, uh, is at right now. He's a senior there. Um, and, um, yeah, so growing up, let's see. Um, uh, I mean, just like every other kid, you've played majority of sport, uh, multiple sports, I mean. Um, soccer being actually on the back burner for a little bit. Um, I was a big, big baseball kid growing up, um, in the youth, those U8, U9, U10 days, huge on baseball. Um, and then I uh, was also involved in soccer as well. Uh, I played for uh, the Southampton Spartans. Um, and then I actually was playing up. Um, like So U8, I was, only, uh, I was only six at that point. I was technically U7, but I was playing U8. Um, along with uh, some of my other friends, one of my best friends, CJ, he was also doing the same thing. I'll get back to how we moved to a different club later down the road. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where it all started. Uh, and then... Basketball, I just did like CYO with this, uh, which is a Catholic youth organization. Um, went to Catholic grade school and high school. So uh, 
you know, and then Catholic college as well. So, um, and then, uh, so it wasn't really huge on basketball, but was still just a overall athlete, like, like we all are, you know, and, um, but yeah, so let me go back to baseball real quick. Was a big, big baseball player. Um, usually, usually pretty, uh, pretty good and it's not to my own horn. Um, but I was just bigger than most kids. Um, and then, you know, as, as you get older, you know, everyone else starts to grow. You know, I didn't really grow that much. Um, so then baseball kind of took a back burner. And once that happened, um, soccer started to, started to take the rise. Ended up uh, moving clubs um, because the, the team was kind of folding. And uh, so ended up moving to a club called, uh, this we call VA, but it's Vringing Erskeberg. Um, shout out. They just uh, won round four of the uh, Lamar Open Cup today. So now they actually get to play against um, some, like, top uh sides uh mostly uh like mls sides they get to go to i just can't believe how you said that so smooth and that that word if i looked at it it probably would look like a seizure yeah yeah it's um it's it's german um Obviously. so petrozelli you know they they don't mix they were like who's this petrozelli kid coming to a german soccer club Italian. <laughs> um but honestly maybe one of the best moves i've ever made in my entire life um went there as u10 uh along with other players uh, from my Southampton team, CJ being one of them, and they actually had two teams at our age group at the time, uh, Klinsman and Beckenbauer, so we were split up for the first time, and we had gone through all grade school together, um, and uh, so it was like, oh crap, like, you know, I'm not with CJ, because it was always like, we were always on the same wing, like I was outside back, he was outside mid, so we like built that chemistry together, um, where you could literally like close your eyes and you know where the other one was. Um, you know, continued through that. Um, then the whole, I don't know, you guys are, might not be aware, there was an age change in uh, youth soccer across all, all of America. And instead of doing like U13, U14 based off of your grade, they did it off of your birth year. So it messed it up a little bit. So now, for example, like for me, I'm an, uh, I'm an old sophomore, but someone who's a young junior would be on the same team. But they would technically be a grade above me, right? So, like, we'd be on the same soccer team, but they'd be already in college but while I'm still a senior in high school. So it really messed up recruiting a little bit. Um, so did it, it went by birth year, not grad year? At, at first it was grad year. Then it changed to birth year. Because we had a similar, at least I know I did, uh, for our club lacrosse. It used to be U13, U15, U17, mm-hmm. high school elite. And then I want to say like my freshman or sophomore year, that's when they switched to grad years so that they could more easily kind of keep everyone together for recruiting purposes. Mm-hmm. So then obviously I started playing on the 2021s and you'd have people, if they reclass, they drop to the team below. Right, right. If they decide to excel and like go up early, they could play up on the 2020s or something like that. But doing it by like birth year. It, it really messed a lot of things up. So basically the entire like – youth soccer was doing just like tryouts again so so many teams folded um and really then that team that we created based off of uh it was a, our 2003 team a couple of 04 players as well because they were already on our team previously but they're like you know i want to stay with you guys to play um which honestly worked out for the better um because some of them who were 04s they were young for uh like for example young for my grade but older for the birth year 
but they still were on that team. So it was like everyone was recruited the same way because we were all still in the same grade. Yeah. Um, which is pretty interesting uh, about that. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Yeah, I, know, I never knew that. I was I actually never knew that about the lacrosse thing either because I only got introduced to the club scene when I was – I mean, after my freshman year of high school. Really? Yeah, so I mean, all I ever knew was the 21s and everything like that. Because I, I remember I was able to play with some of my friends who were a year younger than me because you'd be on, like, the U13 team, and when I'm at 13, I can play with the 12-year-old. Same with, like, U15. You can wait for that year yep, yep, so that yep. you can play with all of your middle school buddies. And, like, it was so much fun. And then they finally went to grad years, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to leave you guys in the dust. Yeah. Um. Or if you do like a combined team, like during COVID, we did a 2022-2021 team. Yeah, that's what we did also. So much fun because yeah. our 2022 city side team was nuts. They were crazy. Freak defenders. Midfielders were athletic as fuck. Their attack unit was sick. So like we all got to play together. And like we'd been friends because we traveled around. We'd always be in the hotels together. Um and so finally being able to like play with them that final year, it was so awesome. Like my last tournament ever, I got to do it with all my 2021 friends and my 2022 friends. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely a nice little cherry on top to our yeah. career. But uh, but getting back to – so you're still talking about like getting up the ranks in so- – how long have you been playing club soccer at like a competitive level? And how, how does that like work? Honestly, because I have no idea. Like when I played what I would call rec soccer – it was just everybody played in the Snow King League. We had the same jersey, but just different colors. Right, and right. it was like basically the rivalries of, you know, fuck the red team. Like the red team's super good. They won the championship every year. Like we're green. We're, I, th- I think we're green my entire career now that I think about it. But like we were the green team. We're the Celtic Warriors. And we're fucking raw, but like realistically we sucked because none of us played soccer. Because <laughs> you're in a rec league. Yeah, none of us played soccer competitively. Um, so how does that work at like taking the jump from, oh, I'm going to play rec soccer to I'm going to play competitive travel soccer. Yeah. So, um, at least there's, so there's all these different leagues that you can, and can, uh, can enter and, and different divisions across each league. Um, primarily when you're younger, you would play in what would, uh, call the rock league or the inner county league. Um, usually inner county was a bit more competitive. Uh, they had the elite league and then divisions one, two, three, all the way down. Um, Rock League, it was like usually just Division One. Those are kind of like your uh, your mid tier teams, and then the Inner County was a little bit higher. Um, I think did I ever win? I don't think I ever won an Inner County Soccer League. Lost Elite multiple times. <laughs> um, but uh, as you got older and more of turned like uh, so previously when you were younger you play AV8 soccer. Now it's seventy seven and ninety nine, and then eleven v eleven. But before. The whole age thing and the whole uh, numbers changes. It was 8v8 and then 11v11. So once you got to 11v11, it opened up more leagues for you. Um, so EDP is a huge league now. Um, and then they continue to make more and more leagues. It's So usually it's like Rock at the bottom, Intercounty, EDP. Um, what's it now? It's ECNL is right above that. Um, usually like your premier teams are what go there. Um, and then you have your MLS Next level. And then you have like your um, MLS, like, Division Two teams, which is, like, Union 2, like, Inter-Miami 2, like, all those squads. Um, and then you obviously have the MLS right above that. Um, but in regards to, like, moving up and stuff, usually it's, like, you enter your whatever league you want to play in, and then usually you're ranked 
off of like how many points you scored the previous year in a, in that whatever league you were in. Um, at one point, at least for my team, Klinsman, once we got to 11v11, um, we, were, we were like top 10 in the state for, for a while there. Um, and then continue just to lose and lose in the state tournament Aww. multiple times. Um, but eventually we got to the, um, the state tournament in the Challenge Cup bracket and finally got to the end and won it uh, actually against like a local club, uh, Phoenix, oh, uh, German, another German club. So it was a huge rivalry usually in, on, in our uh, like semi-pro division, but now coming into the youth league. Um, so massive crowd at that game. Um, then we were coming back for the next year, trying to go back to back. So we moved up another division in the state in the state run, um, and that was called the Presidents Cup. Made it all the way there again to the finals. Um, was that? I forget when the pandemic. I forget which one was it. The back to back. The fact that I you're think, getting yeah. confused is like that's that's such a good problem. Yeah. It's like is that the year we went back to back? Were we about? I to think go back I think we were trying to, and then the pandemic hit, okay. and then we came back after. And won. That's what happened. That's what happened. Um, we got a winner over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that tournament, um, state tournament, was was really fun because so many of um, the my guys on the club team are also on my high school team. So I'll, I'll get to the high school part in a sec. Um, but the club division with where we went to Presidents Cup, we actually went into double overtime. Went into PKs as well. Um, that was just maybe the longest soccer game I've ever played in my entire life. It was 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning. The sun was shining. It was 95 degrees on hot turf at uh, United Sports. You guys ever play uh, lacrosse yeah. at United Sports? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have, um, Field one, field one, you know, right there. And um, that's actually the game that Coach Dallas recruited me from. Wow. So that, yeah. Um, so I guess I had a pretty good showing in that game. I we we zero zero. It was actually against one of the uh, other Cabrini players at the time, uh, Trent. He he had recently transferred, um, but we were going out of the whole game. We were up against each other, and like in our scouting report, like we knew Trent was their guy. I think he was number twenty seven. Like, all right, Mark Dom, you're on tw- you're on the strong side, or you're on Trent. It's like all right, so uh, we we got a battle. I I actually uh, er, uh, like irked him on to get a yellow card in the in that game. So um, we we laugh about that one uh, to this day. Um, Went to, went to overtime after 0-0, and second overtime, about 10 minutes left, I think, in that one. And finally, Lionville, they they, they get one on us. Um, but, you know, it doesn't stop there. Uh, in the 118th minute, so, you know, got two minutes left in the game, and uh, we get a penalty kick. And uh, who steps up? Yeah, truly. <laughs> um, we had not really – I don't think we had practiced PKs – uh, a lot, but um, I was pushing forward at the time, and someone had when we got the penalty kick, I was right outside the box, and someone turned around and just pointed to me. It was like, "Dom, you're taking this." I was like, "All right." So, uh, buddy, my buddy Braden came over, shook my head, was like, "Just take your spot." Stepped up, made it, on to PKs. So, in the PK shootout now, um, and back and forth, back and forth. Our goalie finally makes a save. Um, and then up to the fifth sh- shooter, who steps up again. <laughs> uh, I love the <laughs> humble brag there. Like, this is awesome. He's like, can you guys say it so I don't have to say, like, I went up and hit the game-winning goal. Uh, but, like, that's fu- – okay, finish your story because this is just – I just love the energy right now. 
So the penalty kicks is such a mental game. It's 100%. like, and especially taking two in one game, you're like, okay, am I gonna go the same way? Is the goalie gonna dive the same way? Do I switch it up? Do I go down the middle? You know, and again, one of my teammates came up and just shook my head and was like, just hit your spot again. That's all I gotta do. Hit it to your spot. Hit it to a corner with pace. That's all it is. Um, stepped up and then crushed it. And uh, yeah, so ended up going to regionals. We ended up losing the semifinals of the regional tournament. Um, fantastic um, experience down in West Virginia. Um, but that was one of the best like experiences of club soccer that I've had. Um, because massive trophy, you just that posted everywhere online, um, especially because the game went to double overtime. It was all over um, the, the state website um, for the tournament. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great. So PA for soccer, it's an entire club state championship like outside of high school. Yep. Yep. Outside. Yeah. Totally separate from high school soccer. It's, uh, they split up into East and Western Pennsylvania. So we were the Eastern PA champions. Um, and then a bunch of the Northeast region champs from each state go to play in the regional tournament, usually in West Virginia. Actually recently it was just, um, at, um, what's it called? What's the place in Delco? Uh, Kanji Maple Zone. No, 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 no. Um, Marble Sports. No, MSI. Um, the Proving Grounds. Proving Grounds. Kanji. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, recently it was held at Kanji. Getting. See, I'm not from around here now. <laughs> Nor am I. <laughs> um, but yeah, usually the the tournaments held um there for Presidents Cup. So yeah, but the majority of my VE team. About eight or nine of us are also also went to the same high school, um, and we played together there. And and in the Philadelphia Catholic League, you need some good chemistry to to beat out those top squads like you know like Father Judge, Ryan, LaSalle, um, all those all those squads. Especially, I mean, just not just in soccer. I mean, everything. And um, unfortunately, uh, my senior year in uh, at Wood. We lost in the quarterfinals of the PCL playoffs. We were the two seed. So huge upset across the league um, where we were just not ready for that game at all. We, we were already thinking the semis. And we showed up and uh, pretty much got our asses handed to us. What was the score? It was 3-2, to two actually. They, they hit a nasty free kick in overtime. But we, we did not have a lead the entire game. Yeah. We go into halftime. I think we were down one nothing at halftime. And... Uh, I think it was 0-0 at halftime. And they score, like, right off the bat. So we're like, all right, like, we got to do something. Push my center back partner, Louie, up the field. Scores immediately. Whatever, go back to normal. Come back, they score again. Like, crap. Finally come back, get a PK. Uh, I, step up to, I step up to take that one um, and uh, finish that. So 2-2 and go, to, go into uh, overtime. And this kid hit a nasty free kick on us. I mean, it was from, like, 25 out, over the top of the wall. And... and Devastated, devastated. But um, luckily for the PCL and the uh, the Philadelphia Catholic League and the Philadelphia Public League, you get um, one bid from each um, class for the state tournaments. So Wood, since we were the two seed, um, we were the bid for the 3A. And uh, so then we played for our district. Um, we ended up playing Franklin Town Charter um, and beat them. Uh, usually the Public League is a little bit weaker than the, than the Catholic League. Um but both teams get to go to, into the state tournament. Um, and then start the state tournament, and we're like, all right, like, you know, we may have lost the PCL, but, you know, a little bit, a little redemption time because this squad should not go out of, should not leave high school without a championship. 
And uh, yeah, that that run was something special. We ended up first game um, played North Polk. No, no, that was summer. Played team one two nothing. Um, pretty pretty handily. Um, probably should have a little bit more. Go to the next game. This is awful weather. It's a quarterfinals of states. Awful weather. I don't even know where we were at. I think we were close to hunt to uh, to my roommate's town, Mountaintop, and it is torrential downpour. Down like I'm talking monsoon. The wind was horrendous. The rain was awful. The girls' uh, wood team played before us. They just lost, and that was devastating for them. So and we went to watch the game as well. So that was heartbroken for us. And they had just won the PC. They just won the, the actual PCL championship. So we we're thinking okay, they're probably they might win the states and huge upset in that game and probably because of the conditions come out of our game for the locker room no rain nothing dry as a bone sun's out 75 degrees we're like what the hell is going on the field is a mess though i mean there are puddles on the turf and we go out for this game and first 15 minutes we go down to nothing we, we're getting trampled on trampled i mean and miraculously somehow we find one late in the second it was late in the first half and we're like all right we're a little bit little momentum now let's let's start to get going i think there was like 30 seconds left in the first half and one of our sophomores logan savage hits a rip from the top of the box his weak foot too he's, he's a lefty hits a righty i thought he was gonna take a touch but he hits it one time buries it in the bottom corner we go into halftime 2-2 and now we should not be in this game we should be down like five nothing at this point and we're like we have life we have life <laughs> And we're like, at in the half in that halftime talk, we need to win this game or else the, the the entire wood soccer program of our career is is done. Like it, it, this is the last moment possible. Come out of halftime, and my buddy CJ, he turns into a different animal. One, of, I mean, he's a, he's a center mid, not a striker, and just turns it on, scores immediately into the second half, and place erupts. Uh, turf is still wet. Does the knee slide into the corner? Uh, he, he he still regrets that a little bit. He, he has massive turf burn still. Um, still, he's always slide tackling. So it, okay. I just think it's never yeah. gone away. Um, and then again, he scores the fourth one to, to go up four two. And we're like, oh my gosh, what is going on in this game? Um, I, also, I did play with with Enzo at that time, and we were talking about it after the game, we're like we we could have been done. Um, they ended up, North Pokemon ended up getting a late goal with like a minute left, but um, it, it was already too late at that point. Arguably one of the dirtiest soccer games I've ever played. Like, wow. there could have been easily multiple red cards in that game, me included. And that halftime, the refs pulled the captains up, and we go up, and he's like, "We need you guys need to control your teams, blah, 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 blah all this stuff. And I looked at him dead in the eyes. It's like control the game before we control the, our teams you have to take control like i don't call i don't care if it's the most nitpicky foul ever you got to start either handing out yellows or handing out something or else this game is going to get out of hand and we're not going to you know both teams are going to lose basically um and he didn't have a response to that because i i feel like as a referee as a soccer referee i'm able to like know when to stop talking to refs um and this is one of those moments where i was like that may have not been the best idea to say that right there, but I just walked away after that. And the game ended up, the second half ended up being a, a lot better. Um, but overall, one of the dirtiest soccer games I've ever played. I like how you say that, like, from the perspective of a soccer ref, because I had the same, like, I was a youth lacrosse ref all throughout high school. And 
it helped me to understand when to bitch and when not to bitch. Exactly. Yep. Where it's like, that's a call that I understand. Like it's tough to make blah, blah, blah. Or you're like, dude, you're out of position. Like you're letting this get way too out of control. You got to check in. You got to get this dialed in. Like it's not okay. And that's something that not a lot of people really understand. Or like whenever I do bitch at a ref, I will always try not to be a dick because I hated it when players would come up to me and tell me how to do my job. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, buddy, if I really wanted to, I could toss you out of this game right now. (laughs) I have the power. I can get you suspended. Stop talking. Have you ever tossed anyone out of a game before? I've had tossed coaches before. Yeah, I've I've tossed coaches and I think I've tossed a, a, a parent before. Actually, I did have to throw a player out because this was like a random. So the league that I refed was the Nissel. That's where I played. And then the league to the east side of us was Gel, Greater East Side Lacrosse. And they were like the really good teams, but also the really aggressive teams. And their rule book, completely different than ours. So they have to, they also pay way more, which is very nice, and why I accept. Our freeze make good money. They make good money. We would make forty five bucks per game for five, six, seven, eight, and then when I was a junior and senior, I was a mentor, master bench official. So I basically got ten dollars more to do evaluations on uh, officials, and like for seven, eight games, I'd be the box official, which is the best because I get to stand there. While I tell the parents all the rules on the sideline. I talk with the coaches. I. Every once in a while, if it's a really bad game, I have to throw my flag. But mainly, I'm just backing up the calls, giving like advice to the guys, and I'm making a ton of money to not do anything. Wax is is still it was was it still like sixty minutes? Usually four quarters for that, or no, or no, it was way shorter. It was like that's, that's amazing. Maybe I think could have been ten minutes that, even. Yeah. Like f- playing fifteen minute quarters in college is a huge difference huge. I, I think in high school it was 12 yeah we played 12 in high okay. school so you don't realize you're playing a whole nother quarter oh yeah extra in college than mm-hmm. you are than in high school yeah. you're playing lacrosse for an hour <clears throat> and it is i mean we're we're saying that you play soccer no i've i've watched you i've watched you high school is different though you guys play 80 minutes in high school yeah, yeah. High school soccer is eighty minutes, but then club soccer in high school is ninety minutes. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's you're like used ten, to playing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've watched your games before, and I mean I've been in the booth for every single one, maybe uh, last spring, and I'm like, wow, I would get destroyed in this. I like I don't. I'm glad I play soccer. Honestly, I don't want to get get yeah, I mean, beat up by a stick every game. You're not a kid though. You'd be fine. Though I I'd say the the hardest part, not the hardest part, like the lacrosse in general, like the first the first quarter. If it is a shootout in that first quarter, the game is three hours long because you gotta in stop that first clock, quarter, man. it stops every single time. And then if the game just like progresses that way, or if it's a shit game and the ball is just constantly going out, there's a shit ton of penalties, like lots of stoppages, then I mean, yeah, same deal. Or if it's a game where you're like blowing someone out because we don't do running clock. Like in high school, you'd have the mercy rule. The girls do running clock when you're up by 10. Mm-hmm. When you're up by 10 or 12, I forget what the number was, but like... It, men's lacrosse there's no mercy rule no we can be up on centenary 29-0 and we can't score another goal because that's our rule mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we have to sit and watch the clock go down 90 seconds at a time roll the ball into the corner let them try to clear all right get it back 90 more seconds it's, yep yep that game felt like three and a half hours it's 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 rough because you, you feel bad you, you want to go home you know they want to go home it's just it's a rough rough time like we were there the past two years 
Mm-hmm. So, like, they're going to come here this year. And it's been on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been on Wednesdays. So, like, we're traveling yeah, there. Yep, yep, we yep. get there. We got to warm up. We know the outcome. I think I think this year we got, like, 20 in the first quarter. Just, didn't we hit our limit by halftime? No, we hit it mid – we actually hit it later than our freshman year. But I think we had 20 in the first half. And then, like – That is absurd. Hill, our offensive coordinator, his halftime speech was like, all right, how do we want to spread out these nine goals? Like, who – he asked around. He's like, who hasn't gotten one yet? And we just gave away. Yeah. We're like, we're, call, we're assholes. We're calling our shots. From uh, from the booth's perspective, uh, we, we run out of goal celebration songs. We're just, we're just playing the same thing over and over at that point. Um, <laughs> and I think, I think Laura was on music the one game, and we're like – it was like maybe like fifteen nothing, and I was like, "Well, that's it. I ran out of songs. I guess I got to restart." <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, it's one of those Saturday mornings, Laura. Like just one of those days." <laughs> I love going back and looking through like the box scores from last year's games in conference because we had like I think it was Gwyn and Mercy the second time where we were up like nine seventeen zero. I know Marywood like we shut them out in the first half, but kind of so transitioning a little bit into. Well, let's finish up your high school career first. Right, yep. Um, Where we were at the game, uh, it was super d- yep. dirty, mm-hmm. and I assume you guys won. Yep. Yeah. Dirty we ended up... as in, like, it was just, I mean, it was, like, rough. Like, you said, like, red yeah. cards could have been called, but they weren't. I'm surprised there weren't any red cards. Were, were any yellow cards called? Oh, yeah. Oh, I think that, I think there were maybe 10 yellow cards of both teams. Um, you said you were almost getting a red card, too. What did you do? I, it was, it was one of the final corners of the game. Um, it was a North Pocono corner, and um, and one of my buddies he got he got pushed to the ground, and I'm just at that point. There's a minute left. I'm like, I am done with this game, and he's on the ground, and I just shoved this kid, and it table. So my buddy was on the ground, and it he ended up table topping the kid, and everyone in the entire stadium saw this saw me do this, except for three refs, except three refs, and. We, I mean, our goalie got the ball, and we just cleared it out, and this kid's still on the ground, like, yelling at the ref, and the ref's like, yeah, I didn't see it, and their coach comes screaming, hey, blah, 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 and I was like, yep, I definitely did that, I 100% did that. Hand up, that um, was me. Yep, but, uh, but yeah, so that was, that could have been uh, something huge, especially for this next game. Um, so that was the quarterfinals, made it, made it to the semifinals, and it was at the same location as... Uh, my sophomores lost, or, or uh, my my seniors. We lost sophomore year in the, the state semis at Mathacton High School. Um, we we lost to Strathaven at, uh, at that time, and they were they were a solid squad. They ended up losing the state championship, but they were they were top tier. Um, and so as soon as we got the the drawing, um, we're like revenge game at Mathacton. That's all. That's all uh, it was about. And we end up playing Bishop Shanahan, um, another Catholic school. So many uh, like throughout. The week, the some of our uh, the football guys were like, "Yo, it's the it's the holy war, the two battle two Catholic uh, archdiocese of Philadelphia teams." Yeah. I was like, "Yo, like, yeah, that's actually a great name for it. I didn't even think about that." Um, but Bishop Shanahan, uh, a solid squad. They had a D one uh, commit up top, Zane. He was arguably one of the best strikers I've ever played against. Um, he went to Buck. He goes to Bucknell actually. Um, Great, great soccer player. Um, so in the scouting report, he was the, he was their main guy. They also had a, another winger, uh, number seven, super shifty, super speedy, and we're like, this is, this is gonna be a battle. Get there. We're we're loaded up. Student section is in the is uh 
in the stands, uh, majority of the, the women's soccer team. Um, and we were just pumped. We were pumped up. Come out firing. Shot, shot. And CJ again, first eight minutes, buries a shot. Um, ended up going down the sideline through one of our outside mids. Crossed in. If you watch the video, CJ throws his hands up as he's in the middle of the box and just buries this bottom corner. Um, and one of, the, one of the few shots that, were, that happened all game. And uh, we held on to that one nothing lead. Uh, my mom says that that is actually her favorite uh, ever soccer game to watch, uh, the Archbishop Wood versus Bishop Shanahan game. And I'll tell you what, me and Louie, my center back partner, had a handful with these two strikers. This kid was speedy, he was crafty, and his off-the-ball movement, one of, one of the best I've ever seen. Um, and it created so many problems for us to to get it down. And because uh, our plan was to for me to man mark him and Louis to be to be free um, uh, on on the back line. And I I mean I guess I I did my job because didn't score. Um, but they were a solid squad, and just the the energy of that game, the atmosphere um, was was unbelievable. And then. Uh, you know, when the final whistle blows and we all run over to our stands and we're like, what is being thrown at us? And people were throwing Hershey kisses at us because the state final was in Hershey. Um, that, that's like usually where the state, I mean, not anymore. Um, we we're actually the final game to ever play at Hershey. But that's uh, where the uh, final has historically been held. And we're like, why are we being pelted by like rocks right now? And the candy was frozen because it was so cold outside. <laughs> And these Hershey kids just come flying through the air at us. Um, so basically, it, it rained chocolate, as w what we said on the ride home. And uh, so, yeah, so that was the, the state semis and then uh, the finals. Uh, we ended up losing in the state championship, unfortunately, to uh, Hampton. They were way better than us. They were, I'm talking, we were defending for 80 minutes long, the entire game. Wow. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, they were a they saw a solid squad. Our goalie Julian at the time he kept us in that game. He made heroic saves, heroic, arguably one of the best goalies I've ever played with. Um, and I mean, just the, the atmosphere of that game too. Um, a whiteout for for the student section, um, but the game was just the the atmosphere was different in Hershey. Um, the stadium was everything. Um, you smelled the chocolate as you were playing. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And you're like, I can almost taste it because when you win in Hershey, you get a giant chocolate bar to split among, uh, you know, among the team. And you're like, oh, I can smell it. I can smell it. Um, we ended up losing one nothing though. Um, but it was it was that moment against uh, Lancel Catholic in the PCL quarterfinals that we lost that I think propelled us to get all the way to the state final um, wow. because we're like. We cannot let that happen again. This team is way too talented to not be able to win something or at least go far. Um, for Archbishop Wood, that was the only the second team, the uh, uh, second soccer team ever to go to the state final. Um, actually, against they lost to Hampton the first time as well back in 2010 and 2011, um, and then we actually losing to Hampton again in uh, in 2021 when uh, we played the second time. Wow. What's so, yeah. it like going to Wood? Um... Like, you guys, all your sports are good. Like, mm -hmm. your football team, obviously. Like, yep, yeah. They stand out. I mean, not to dish you in your soccer team, but, like, yeah, football yeah. team, they've always been good, to my to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. So, like, what's it like going through high school, like, and just, like, seeing their success alongside, like, your, your own success with yeah. soccer? 
Um, so for reference, football team, there was a there was a coach there. I forgot um, his his name is escaping me, but he won four or five state titles in a row, um, and he basically built a dynasty there. Um, then he ended up leaving. He went to uh, a college to be a defensive coordinator. I'm not sure where it's where he's at now or what or whatnot. Um, and then uh, had a little bit, a couple down years. You know, made it to, like the semis or something like that. Um, and then my sophomore year. Did you just say a down year where you made the semifinals? Yeah, ex- in the state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then my sophomore year, they made it back and uh, they ended up winning against uh, Sheltonham. That was probably that was the the last time uh, they. Yeah, that was the last time they won. Um, but now, recently, football has been on the decline, but basketball, skyrocketing, skyrocketing. Uh, women's basketball, they currently have a three-peat state championship right now. Uh, they're looking for a four, for a four in a row. Um, PCL-wise, I think they're like three for their last like six, and they made it to the finals like six times in a row, something like that. Um, and then men's basketball... They they've they've struggled a lot in PCL play because the PC, PCL basketball is on a different level. Um, I'm talking Newman Garetti. I mean Lasalle Roman. Um, you know Jalen Dern is in the NBA right now. I saw him play as a I guess I was a sophomore, and this kid was unbelievable. I was like, I know you're going to the league, and I'm witnessing it right now. I'm, he dunked on our six eleven center. I was like, this game might be over before it's, before it even started. <laughs> um, but actually, now they have uh, uh, Jalil Bethea. He's like the number six ranked point guard in the nation, and he's committed to Miami. Um, so they they're a solid squad. Um, I think they I think they're they've lost the state championship twice in a row now. Um, so you know they they get, these other teams are bringing their A game when they play against Wood um, at any at, at any sport. Um, but yeah, Wood has a long history of winning, um, and not just you know in the in the basketball and the the football world, um, even like track and field. Uh, if you ever heard of Gary Martin, um, he holds the current uh, Pennsylvania um, mile record. He he went sub four in the mile, which is hasn't been done in in a long time um, in Pennsylvania. And so he he ran three fifty seven at the PCL finals. So think about that a historic like a historic event, and he. F- runs a sub four mile which he was going for all year and so yeah so yeah what you're saying nick wood has a long history of of winning and top squads and it's i, I think it's just going to keep getting better honestly a big name for yourself didn't it don't isn't there a kid that just like went there now he's like uh fuck he's running like crazy times in in cross country maybe or track and field something you're probably thinking about Gary, yeah. He's, he's it at, is Gary. It's uh, he's uni- there right now. He, he's at University of Virginia now. He's in my grade. Yep. Uh, he, so he's your grade. Okay. Yep. I yep. thought. Okay. I thought this kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, trying to. I'm trying to wrap my head around. So you guys breed. He ran athletes. Mm-hmm. He ran one mile faster than all of our lacrosse team ran three quarters of a mile. Like our, with with Dustin, like my time was four twenty, and I was fucking proud of that because mm-hmm. it's like four thirty was our benchmark of like mm-hmm. if you can do a four thirty three quarter mile, it's pretty damn good oh, yeah. uh and like our top score i think was like maybe 405 maybe he's still got fucking eight seconds on us yeah, i gotta see this kid's pitch to go he, full lap he's on a different level so i ran track in high school and when when we i was like a mid-distance guy i was a, I was a two four eight type of runner 
and when he would train and i'm trying to keep up with him on these long runs and i'm like gary just like just run ahead like I'm, there's no way i'm keeping pace with you right now like you're 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 going d1 for track you do your thing i'll sit i'll sit back and run my two four eights and you know <laughs> and stuff like that how tall is he uh he's about six foot six, six foot six one yeah i didn't know if he was like tall tall and just had like huge strides no no you, you wouldn't he, he does have really long legs you wouldn't think that he's like this fantastic runner but i know all runners are built like like you know almost sticks pretty much and it's, it's funny when when they all hit the weight room with with like some of the soccer guys are also on the, the track team and we're in there on the in the weight room a couple days a week and we're like guys what are we doing like are you <laughs> You're benching a PVC pipe. That's pretty much, pretty much exactly. <laughs> just go run. Yeah, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's that's insane. Yeah, just the, I mean, is he like he has the you said it's a world record, right? Uh, the Ooh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania state record. record yeah, okay. mm-hmm. and, and uh, his actually his cross country record just got broken this year. Wow. Um, in the fi- uh, I believe they run a five k. Um, now he's running five k in like fourteen minutes. Oh my god. And I'm I'm pretty sure it just got broken. This year at at the PIAA championship, if I'm not mistaken. What? Um, but other than that, his mile still holds. I believe his his two mile might be like top five, um, and his 800 is also in the at least in the top ten for sure. I'm pretty positive about that. Wow, okay. that's multiple time state champion in the in the mile in the 3200, which is two mile, um, and then in and in the 800 as well. Mm-hmm. So he's he's like a. Uh a long short distance kind of person not like long short but like he's not doing marathons he's doing like um he's doing um, i'm not sure if he's doing k's. competitive marathons but okay. uh he does do cross country as well um but he is better i think he is better at track okay um in the in the eight mile and 32 that's, primarily that's just insane mm-hmm. wow. insane did you ever have to kind of to next question too of like going to wood and it being a super competitive athletic school do you ever have to feel that pressure to like perform at that level or to kind of get that attention away from uh is, is soccer a spring sport out here as well no, no fall so competing against football mm-hmm. like did you have to have to feel that you had to like get that big win or like keep up with the tradition and grab the attention from your school yeah yeah definitely as an underclassman um because Football was massive my freshman and sophomore year. They they kind of dipped my junior and senior year, um, but that's when soccer was also huge. Soccer freshman year we won the PCL. I was I was on JV at the time, um, so we're like okay, this is it's the, the winning is the standard at, at, at here, um, and um, so yeah, underclassmen definitely. And then honestly, those the upperclassmen while you're underclassmen just like took your underwinning like okay, this is what you have to do. You know, do A, B, and C, and you guys are gonna you're gonna be just fine, um, and then eventually, uh, I think it was my sophomore year probably where again that uh, core group that was on my club team all made varsity as a sophomore uh, a sophomore class, and those seniors like kind of took us under their wings because there were, there weren't a lot of uh, juniors on varsity at the time they were actually a, a lot on JV and like okay you guys you're gonna have two years to knock it out of the park now junior year we all know what happened then. Um, but then senior year, um, nicknamed uh, the comeback year, it was definitely uh, definitely something special. And um, yeah, I, I know you're going to ask about extracurriculars at the end, but I'll I'll go into this right now. At, at Wood, I was also heavily involved, just like I am here at Cabrini, um, student council president there. Um, and that's kind of really where it, where it started. Uh, junior year, when I was running for president, I nicknamed next year the, my senior year, the comeback year. 
And I think that just carried everything. It carried everything. It carried sports. It carried extracurriculars. It carried academics. Just everything just carried over. Your administration had a campaign slogan. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, I say I want to – let's transition a little bit to Cabrini. Where I want to go with this, tell me about how you got to Cabrini. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that Dallas was at the big game and you went up against Trent in your club circuit. How did that connection to Cabrini happen? And then walk me through your first couple weeks on campus and kind yeah. of getting adjusted as a full sport athlete too because you have it completely different. Yeah. We get a little bit of that adjustment period to college. Yeah, totally. You get there before college before everyone. Yep. How, how yep. did Dallas approach it? Was it – I mean – Give me the whole. Give us the whole process. Yeah. So, um, you know, everyone you know starts by emailing all the coaches where we're, we're looking at. Um, and actually, one of my old assistant coaches, uh, Glenn Jaskowitz, he was actually one of the old Cabrini coaches. He is the leading goal scorer uh, in Cabrini history in in the Hall of Fame here. Yep. Um, and so that's he didn't really like say, "Hey, look here," but it was on the radar. Like, oh, like he went here. You know, he coached here. Um, um, great coach. Great. Obviously, I've never seen him play, um, but obviously a great player if he's, you know, the leading goal scorer at Cabrini. Um, and so it was always in the back of my mind. Um, and then, you know, going through the list, looking for small D3 schools, uh, that was definitely what one of the things under, under I'd say, 3,000 kids, what I was looking for, somewhere where I can really make an impact. Um, so I basically, you know, popped on a list, um, started sending a bunch of emails, and just Cabrini was on that list. Uh, I'm pretty sure maybe um, – I think my mom had mentioned, like, hey, you know, just take a look here, email the coach. I was like, all right, sure, yeah, you know, keep an open mind. Um, it's probably junior year at this point um, where the recruiting process really started to, to pick up. And then end of junior year is when that final was where Coach Dallas saw me. Um, and then that summer ended up coming up for a uh, official – or not official, that makes no sense. Take a tour with – who? Gave, Kenzie gave, my, gave you my tour, actually. Um, and then met with Bond after, Coach Bond. Um, who recently uh, also left. Dog. And then, yeah, oh yeah. Um, it, hashtag admissions right there. <laughs> Yo, beast. That's an OG crew. Uh, for reference, Dom will probably bring it up, but we worked in the uh, Cabrini admissions department together. So <laughs> reminiscing on the good old days. I know, I know. Um, and then about uh, a couple weeks later, I think I met officially with Coach Dallas, um, where then he was like, oh, yeah, no, I saw you play here, here, and here. Um, I was at your championship game, and – so yeah, I, I, that's when I officially got my offer to play Cabrini, um, and really then uh, that was actually my first offer um, to play soccer in college, um, and then continued down the recruiting path. Uh, you know, went through all senior year, did all that, um, as and then I was really starting to narrow it down. Um, you know what I what I liked, and really you just feel when you when you step on Cabrini's campus, it's 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 something special for sure. Um, it was definitely in my top three, and then really um, it came down to money. Uh, you know, financials, you know, where, what had the best financial aid package. Um, and Cabrini was, was in, in the lead. Um, so it was a no-brainer. Um, I actually did an overnight visit um, as well um, during Christmas keg crawl. Um, I, I, was I remember with, this. I was with, uh, it was me and Sharky. We both had overnight together. I stayed with TJ. Shout out TJ. Um, you know, huge influence um, on, on me getting here. And, uh, you know, just had a great time with everyone. Met, met the entire team. Um, and really just had a, an overall great experience. And then our clinic was – uh, one of the clinics was actually the next day. And me and Sharky were talking afterwards. And uh, we're like, are we thinking the same thing here? He's like, yeah, we're thinking the same thing. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, he actually committed, I think, a couple days before me. 
Um, and then who I think maybe Coach Dallas maybe texted me one night um, and was like, hey, you know, if there's anything else you need, like, um, you know, just let me know. And I called him up right after that. I was like, I'm not going to drag this out any longer. Like, I don't, I want to come to Cabrini. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much how I ended up at Cabrini. Uh, unfortunately, had to tell a couple other coaches, you know, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm heading to Cabrini. Um, and then really my first couple weeks on campus, let's see. So, you know, as fall athletes, we get here about – we can have two weeks before everyone else, so it's just men's soccer, women's soccer, volleyball, and field hockey on campus and uh, cross country <laughs> <laughs> for for all seven of our cross country runners. Um, and uh, so, really, actually, you're making a whole new friend group before ever anyone else gets there. Um, I already knew Sharky because of, of my overnight. Um, I met Hunter, my roommate, kind of by chance. We were at Accepted Students Day. And walked up to him. I knew he was going to be there. I was like, hey, like, are you Hunter? And he's like, yeah, like, oh, you're Dom, right? I was like, yeah, like, he's like, you got a roommate? He's like, no, you got a roommate? It's like, dude. Daps each other up. Want to be my roommate? We're like, hell yeah. <laughs> and um, we, have, we have a great roommate uh, roommate dynamic. And um, so, yeah, that's pretty that It was, you know how, like, when, when girls pick roommates, they're like, uh, let me find out everything about them. Like, guys are so I didn't know a thing about Hunter. Like, Dude, that, that was like with my roommate, uh, Wyatt, my freshman year. We were talking in the group chat because I, we were in the honors college. And so I sent a message in because you had to have an honors roommate. I'm like, yo, if anyone else is in the honors college, like hit me up. I guess mm-hmm. we have to be together. And he was like, yo, I am. And so like we, we were talking back and forth. And it was easy enough. It was like, so like we're just going to do it. We're going to send it in. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I guess we have to. <laughs> And then for the next, like, couple months, like, periodically, we just, like, text back and forth, like, so you're from Maryland, like, what's that like? Oh, I see, like, you're doing this out in Seattle, what's that like? And I didn't meet him until literally moving day, I walk into the door, I had moved in some stuff the day before, because I had to ship it all out, and I walk upstairs, and my heart's, like, fucking racing, so I'm like, this is going to live with all year, <laughs> like, I hope he's a beauty, and walk in. Just fucking a big Haney smile and <laughs> yo, dapped him up, whatever, said what's up, and the rest is history. Yeah. And, I mean, he is still the man. Yeah, Nick, I agree. So much easier. So much easier. Uh, so easy. Yeah, like, <laughs> me and Lenny, we were easy as shit. Just easiest year of my life. Well, I was talking with, uh, I was talking to Eamon, actually, uh, today about, like, how some of our, our roommate dynamics our freshman year, and I was like, there's probably three groups that, like, actually had a great relationship and it was like nick and lenny me and wyatt and then i think dorian and clayto mm-hmm. who they they still live together now i mean i see yeah i mean they always will yeah literally um but like it was just because we were on the same page about everything like, right yeah. everyone else would have their roommate drop i don't know if it was the same with it had to be with the soccer team where it's like all oh, this person does this it pisses me off blah 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 and we were literally just like no, my I honestly have nothing I can complain about him. Like we leave, we leave each other alone. We do stuff together when we want to do stuff together. Like some of the best moments are when we're literally just like both chilling in our room, mm-hmm. fucking TV on. We're both in our own world, and then it's like some big breaking news happens. It's like, yo, did you see the Clippers won? Yeah, actually, I did. It's like we're back to our own world. Yep, exactly. The exactly. best. Yeah, it's a great dynamic. Yeah, especially. Uh, it, it, it was so crazy because, like, you know, you're going in completely random. Like, I mean, yeah, I knew him and I Snapchat him a couple times, but 
I mean, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know when like Hunter goes to sleep or anything. Like usually, I'm like, uh, all right, like I'll tone out like midnightish, you know, like normal. He's same thing, like literally same thing. Oh, what do you eat? Anything? Great, same. Like, where do you want to go? To war? <laughs> like, um, you no. mentioned your mom and dad. Did mm-hmm. you mention a sibling? Do you have any siblings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a little brother, uh, Enzo. He's currently a senior. Right. A yeah. senior. Duh. Board. Yep. Duh. Yeah. So you, you've lived with people that weren't your parents before. Yep. Is what I was gonna get. Yeah, at. yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's always that's always good to have. Yeah, and actually, Hunter also has a little brother, also a senior in high oh, school. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, super relatable mm-hmm. to you at least. Exactly. Exactly. And is it, that it, something that like you guys clicked on like immediately? It's just like, uh, are you? And you're also the oldest. Is he the oldest? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So yeah, it's a yeah, lot of exactly, yeah. exactly. It's a lot of similarities. Um, yeah. So uh, living on campus, you know, for the, for the first week and a half, I actually only knew one other person going to Cabrini, uh, Alyssa DeGeorge. She was on the women's soccer team uh, last year, and so we we're like, oh, like, all right, I guess we're gonna go do this at college. Like, um, we were really good friends in high school. Um, she was, you know, PCL. She's a great soccer player, PCL MVP, um, and. Like, all right, yeah, we're going to the same school. Like, great, we're going to meet all new friends. Probably this, probably, probably uh, be in the same friend group and everything. So, um, yeah, so that was the only person I knew going in. So, meeting a whole bunch of new friends, especially in the first week and a half, um, is actually almost easier because there's no one else there. Um, you know, so met with all the all the freshman uh, soccer players, field hockey. Um, I think there's only like two volleyball players in, in my class. Um, yeah, so really, it was just a casual time. And then when everyone else moved in, we're like, oh, crap, like, this is college now. Now everyone's here, and um, uh, our floor. Shout out to the uh, to the N hallway, the three N hallway uh, in, in East. Um, Stephen, our RA, and he's he's the boy. Um, where we just our doors were always open. Anyone could walk in at any time, especially Stevens, where it's like Stephen always had a sports game on, no matter what day it was. Um, didn't even know how he got these sports games on his TV half the time. <laughs> um, but always would just pop in, and next thing you know, you know, everyone's friends, everyone's in the same group chat, in the same Snapchat group chat, uh, where we just send, you know, random shit in every once in a while that's going on around campus, and uh, and really just, you know, become a, become a family at the, at, at, the, at the end of the day. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, there's nothing like that first day where, like, for us, it was our, like, orientation stuff, and it's just the freshmen on campus mm-hmm. You're meeting all these people and like you, you're putting names to faces or like you're seeing faces and being like, okay, I've been staring at you through a phone for exactly. the last yeah, like, you follow them on Instagram or something. Literally. The only person that I had known, I had met in person prior to Cabrini was Nick. Mm-hmm. I met him at a tournament one time when we were out here and I think, I think you texted me first. You were like, oh, are you going to be at this thing? I'm like, ironically, yes, I am. <laughs> like, uh, and he said to come up to the table or just like shooting the shit for like 20 minutes. And again, I was like, holy fuck like this is awesome this is amazing um and it's probably like let me let me send a text to this weirdo in seattle dude it no because te- it was like i forget what happened but like i think i texted you like yo are you coming out east for any tournaments something like that or you were going out east for you, you said something and i responded to you and then it was that day in garland he asked if i could work that tournament and it just just so happened it just to be. happened to work out. Yeah. Yeah. So you were that's buying. Great. That's I think great. it was city side, or if it was if it was for the city uh, side. Okay, it was city side because that was that 22-21 team. I didn't know if it was the classics team. Oh, I wish that classics team was so much fun. Uh, that was like a select like D three commits 
where we all just went down to play a tournament our senior year after like our eligibility technically yeah. ran out, but one tournament let us do it. So it was all across the country, like these D3 commits. We were just playing together. That's Had sick. a blast. Although we played against D1 and D2 commits mm-hmm. in the same tournament for the same team. So how, like, How filthy were they? Oh, the D1 team was nuts. It was crazy. They had the this the guy from Malvern Prep who's now at Dartmouth, and he was like Malvern's leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Like, unbelievable. He was pulling some nut shit that I've never seen from a lacrosse stick in person. The goalie was going to Syracuse, and like honestly, actually, I will say the Syracuse goalie was not that good. Like we really? we're, were playing against them, and we're like, there's no shot this guy's going to keep us. <laughs> like, no offense, but we're a bunch of D three rats. Mm-hmm. And we're low-key, like, getting a ball past them. Um, the defenders were insane, though. Really? Marist. Uh, That's sick. I wish I wish soccer did something like that, where it's just, like, everyone comes together just to put, be put on a team. That's actually really cool. So I'll give a shout-out. It's Grace Sunderland who started it. He's a guy from Bellevue High School, and now he's at Babson College. He's their face-off mm-hmm. guy. He started this whole classics program as, like, just an elite select summer team. Uh, so he recruits guys from all around – He's got teams going back to like 2029 20, mm-hmm. right now where he'll just like DM kids on Instagram and be like, yo, you want to go win a tournament? And he'll bring kids okay. from Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Nevada, all the way to like he'll pull kids from the East Coast for like these D1 teams and just be like, yo, you want to go beat up on people? Yeah, yeah. Sign them up for like a shitty tournament that they'll dominate and they just win championships. That's sick. It's a little bit controversial with something like – City side, we we are we're okay with it. A lot of our guys play classics, but we do tell them we're like, just realize like it's not that competitive, right? Like you're not going and playing the top level teams, you're going exactly. to win a tournament. Exactly. Which is fun though. It's it's a blast. And I mean, when I did it, the D three team, I get to play with a bunch of my best friends for the last time. I get to meet a bunch of people who yep, like yep. I still keep in touch with this guy from York when we played them. Play against them, yep, exactly. We played them last that. year. In the NCAA tournament game and, like, before the game, we're chatting back and forth, like, yo, best of luck, dog, whatever. After the game, came up to me, like, you know, he also, like, popped off in that mm-hmm. game. Fucking daps me up, whatever. He's like, hey, you know, head up, blah, blah, blah. Like, instead of celebrating with his team, just saying what's up to me. Yep. And literally the only connection we had is we played two days together in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City. Uh, and he also texted me uh, when the Cabrini thing went down. He's like, so what, what are you going to do, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Do you need help? I'm like you're a beast like you're a fucking dog for that uh shout out eric burbank if uh, if he if he's gonna be listening to this which you should uh he's at rit now he's playing with his uh his brother at rit so eric sounds like a goat he's a amazing human being and a really good lacrosse player shout out eric <laughs> that's our lax lounge lax talk for not the episode we're gonna talk about lacrosse probably a little bit more too uh but back to soccer mm-hmm. your freshman and well, let's start your freshman year at Cabrini. You kind of instantly got into a pretty solid role, if I'm not mistaken. What was that like kind of getting into adjusted to the college game and then really finding your footing going through conference play and into the conference tournament? Yeah, yeah. Um, so for reference, I guess, uh, preseason – Sorry, I guess we'll start a preseason. Um, come in and I win the beep test as a freshman. Um, one stupid shuttle off of the Cabrini record. Matt Duddy freaking has the shuttle, has one shuttle on me. He's going to hold that over my head forever. Um, he, he has 16.1 and I have 16. 
So what is what was your beep test? Was yours the one where it's three cones and it's like you have to try? We did a stupid one our freshman year with Dustin. And Dustin will admit it was dumb. Was it where you go like you have a certain amount of time to get through the first cone and then to the second? Like just way too complicated. Is that like the? I know there's multiple beep tests. Like there's beep tests. Yeah. And there's the yo-yo test, the pacer, which is it? Which the pacer tests? I think the beep and the pacer are the same thing. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I, I, I'm there's just so many different forms of it. Yeah. How did you get point one? That's where I'm stuck. Right. On. Okay. So. In in the beep test that we do, um, so Coach Dallas sent us our whole program. It was like, this is the beep test we're going to do, and it was just a YouTube video. It was like, set your cones 20 meters apart and just run back and forth on the beeps. And so for our beep test, for example, level one is uh, seven back and forths at like nine-second pace, right? So you got point A to point B in nine seconds, point B to point A, another nine seconds. So that would be two shuttles. And then So like level two would be um, eight shuttles in eight seconds. And then eventually, like, level 10 is, like, 11 shuttles in, like, say, five seconds. Um, and it go the seconds keep on going down, but the shuttles keep on going up. So our, we had to get to level 15, um, and kids are dropping, like, flies. It's a, it's a hot day. It's a hot day. And um, so, for example, I think level 14 is 14 shuttles at, like, 4.5 seconds. You have to get, uh, like, from point A to point B at 20 meters in 4.5 seconds. And you're just you know, busting your balls to get there and finally hit level 15. And I'm like, well, I can't stop now. I'm just going to keep on running. And level 15, for some reason, is 16 shuttles at like four seconds or something like that. So you're doing like, you have four seconds to go down, four sets of seconds back 16 times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's one, that would be level 15. Yep. Um, so then once you hit, once you, once it says a number, like it'll be like 15, four, 15 5 like so that's how you like count it so like level 15 is like 15 like you get to like level 15 15 so that would be your score so duddy got to level 16 one and i got to just level 16 because i i slipped on the turn back i'm still pissed about it to this day um but i i had that down to a science when i was training for this over the summer um where you know how many steps it takes to get from one side to the other on any specific level and really you're just jogging up until level 10. Once you hit level 10, then you're like, all right, now i got to start picking this up a little bit. And uh, the way at least I do it is each level is about a minute long. And so that's how I mentally did. I'm like, once I hit level 13, I was like, oh, I can run for two more minutes. I can do that. Once you hit level you know, 15, it's hurting, but I can run for another minute. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's how we did it. Um, so came in, won the beep test. Um, and it was funny because me and Sharky were the last two in our group standing and I'm a little bit ahead and you might be able to see this on the, on the Cabrini men's soccer Instagram. And I'm yelling at him. I'm like, Sharky, like catch up to me. Let's go. Blah, blah, blah. I'm just yelling at him as I'm running back and forth. And he's like dragging behind me. Cause I mean, uh, I think he was like a shuttle or two off of 15. And, um, I'm just, I'm like just yelling at him as he, as he keeps on going back and forth. And then, uh, you know, it was just, it just, fun games and stuff um so won that but uh didn't didn't really see the field for the for the first uh majority of the season for the, for at least for the first half of the season um you know as defenders you don't really you don't really sub the defense in soccer um but you know i was definitely i was like i was not ready to play college soccer when i got there um the pace of play like i could say my touch still not great to this day um but needed, needed improvement um 
I think I was, uh, you know, maybe some tunnel vision at some points um, where you know, maybe I don't see this passing lane, whereas like someone like Jake Scully sees it all the time. Um, so I really had to like learn and watch what they were doing, um, the, the kids in front of me. Um, and so really didn't see see the field um, at all. And then about mid, uh, just start of conference play, we were, on, we were on a bad stretch, ended up losing our first conference game. And then we're like, I think um, Duddy and MJ are captains. Went to talk to Dow. Was like, all right, like we need to we need to mix some things up here. Next thing you know, we play Marywood on uh, the Saturday, and four freshmen are starting. It's uh, me at center back, Tyler Greck, aka Lippy, at right back, Hunter's at center mid, and Sharky's at uh, he's either at center mid or center attacking mid. And we come out firing, firing. I mean, the energy in this game in the locker room beforehand was nuts it is three nothing within the first 12 minutes of the game and it's it's astonishing because me and tyler at least for sure the first time we, we got a corner i think and you could hear trebinsky on the on the on the mic upstairs was like, oh, great opportunity to put another one in the onion bag that was his go-to line and you, okay, you want to know the story of why he has that line? Yes, I do. Tyler Bond would tell me every fucking day to say something about onion sacks. No when way. We're talking about the net. I kid you not. He would come into the admissions office after every single soccer game and be like, when are you going to do it? When are you going to talk about the onion sacks? Because he'd show me funny. A, a video of British announcers mm-hmm. and how like on a big strike – They'll be like, into the back of the onion sack, that one goes. And he's like, that'd be hilarious. Like, you have to do it. And I was like, if it happens, it happens. But, like, I'm not going to force it. And, like, mm-hmm. it, that just doesn't really sound like me. So I don't know if I could squeeze it in. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that you say that is actually hilarious. It's, it was real funny. It's, it's a thousand percent from Bond. Mm-hmm. Bond definitely told him to wow, do that. I may have to text Bond and be like, yo, it was you about the onion bag? That is that's a that is funny. I never knew that. I never and if, knew that. And if it's not, then it was just me. <laughs> but he did. He talked to me every day about it. He, we, I would love it when he'd come into the office and do like recaps with me because mm-hmm. he like would oh, especially when he moved to grad assistant office because he was in the undergrad assistant uh, or undergrad admissions I should say my freshman year so mm-hmm. we'd always just come out of his right. office and like when he wanted a break mm-hmm. we'd shoot the shit yeah and he just asked me like every single question on the planet like pick my brain uh, and he'd do the same thing in grad admissions uh, so. No, that, that's hilarious. But as you were saying, you hear Shubinsky yeah. from the heavens. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I think I think it may have been uh, Sharky that put the first one in, and Nolan put the put the second one in, or something like that. And I'm in on this corner, and ball miraculously drops to my foot. And I just crush it with my left foot and goes in. I'm like, because I, it took me four years to score a goal in high school, and it took me eight minutes into my first ever minutes to score a goal in college. So hold on, hold on. You. Your first game touching the field was when you started. Yep. Yep. What's that like going like in your mind? You said the energy free pregame was like insane, but how did you keep your composure as oh, like, yeah. holy fuck, I'm gonna play college soccer for the yeah. first time? Yeah, definitely the, the nerves were, were running through my body especially because I also did not tell my mom that I was starting because uh, the day before we usually, you know, run through um, you know, walkthroughs and we, we runs out the starting lineup and, and we see the starting lineup go out here and we're like, yo, are we actually starting tomorrow? Like, is this a joke? And so I told Enzo and my dad, I'm like, don't tell mom. Like, I want to be a surprise that it's my first start. And apparently Nick Booth at the time told his dad, it's like, yo, like, 
the freshmen are finally starting. Like, you know, we're, we're revamping everything. And Mr. Booth told my mom and was like, yeah, this is great about Dominic. Like, you know, he's going in. My mom's like, my mom's sitting there confused. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, probably not. <laughs> and here's my name uh, get called over the loudspeaker, you know, number 25, freshman, Dom Petrozelli. And my mom's in shock, she said, as she's as she's listening to this. And then to do that in the first couple of minutes, it's, it was it was definitely an experience. Because this first game, there's, there's more to this first game. And um, so, yeah, unreal, unreal that I could just score within the first couple of minutes of my first ever minutes of my college career, um, which is great. Um, and then about 20 minutes later, going up for a head ball. I have the video. I have to show you this video. It's hysterical. Well, my mom won't think that, but <laughs> going for the Ted ball, they're up against Marywood. Marywood forward comes in, undercuts me while I'm up in the air, and I do a flip midair, land on both my wrists, sprain both my wrists, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh my god, like I can't feel my arms. Sean, Sean, the trainer comes out. He's like, he's like, all right, like I just need you to squeeze my hands. So I did that. He's like, all right, you're good to go. You're good to go. I was like, all right, like. Are you sure? Because I can't feel my elbows. <laughs> and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you're good. You, you got everything. I was like, all right, all right. About five minutes later, look down. My wrists are blown up. It's like, uh, what are they? Is it hema, hemoglobin, hematobin, something something in your wrist where like, a whole, yeah, whole lot of blood just gets in there. And I look down and like, that is not supposed to be there. So I like kneel down. I was like, Sean, you got to check this out. He goes, yeah, you're not going back in today, bud. I was like. <laughs> You're telling me 24 minutes into my debut and I can't go back into this game? He's like, yeah, sit down. I got to tape you up. <laughs> Tapes me up, puts ice on it. And, uh, yeah, that was my first ever first ever minutes. Um, Within 24 minutes, you had one goal and two sprain grips? Yep, yep, yep. I uh, had to wear wrist braces for the rest of the season for the most part. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so that was that. But did not miss any time due to the due to the sprain rest. Uh, just wrapped it up and wore the braces the rest of the season. Um, ended up, we played Marywood in the quarterfinals uh, again in the year. And the forward's like, yo, what happened to your wrist? I was like, you fucking did this to me. You don't remember this? Um, and uh, he's like, nah, dude, like, what are you talking about? I was like, go back, watch, go to minute, like, whatever, to go to minute 24. You see me flip in the air. Like, you literally undercut me. And, oh, yeah, we had a laugh about it. Um, but, yeah, the, the rest of the season went great. Um we rolled with that starting lineup for the rest of the way. Uh, you know, really gave us a boost, um, except for that Marymount game where maybe the worst soccer game I've ever played in my entire career. Like, I, it was it was real bad on me. Um, and um, so yeah, so went went well the rest of the year. Um, I think solidified myself as as one of the one of the guys on the back line. And um, yeah, ended up beating out a couple upperclassmen for for the starting spot as well as the other freshmen who were starting at the time. And uh, we, we were real pumped because after that game, we uh, we got back to the dorm and because it was, it was the two pairs of roommates that were that started, and we we're like, yo, that was kind of nuts. Like the four of us just started because uh, the four of us became really really close. Um, probably where it was going to be like we, the four of us most likely would have gotten off campus house together uh, when we were upperclassmen. Um, at least that was the plan. And um, so yeah, it was just an un- unreal uh, experience in that moment. And then the rest of the season went went fairly well. Um, until you know, we ended up losing in the semifinals that year in, in penalty kicks, a, a heartbreaker. Um, but overall, just a 
a, a really exciting freshman year for me and, uh, you know, a, a great building block to, to start the college career for sure. Yeah, that Newman game, I was watching it live and you say heartbreaking and that doesn't even begin to describe it. In PKs on the last one, uh, was it, it was to tie it up and yep, just yep. missed wide. Yeah, because that game was wild too because uh, they scored first. Um, we made a mistake in the back and they capitalized on it. Then Scully has a header in mid first half. Um, then come down in the in like dying seconds of the first half, and Scully he has this massive throne. And usually I go into the box for it, and I smoke the crossbar off of like a volley. And we're like, oh my god! Like go back halftime, and they actually score again. Um, another we we were hurting ourselves that game for sure. And uh, you know down two one, we score a goal offsides, and finally uh, we we get the breakthrough. Duddy, I believe it was. Um, Gets the goal off a header, so ties it ties it up, and then another offsides goal by us, and we're like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Arguably offsides, arguably, um, but whatever. Go to overtime, still still uh, scoreless in overtime. Then going to PKs, and uh, just went back and forth, back and forth. I think it went down to it came down to the seventh PK shooter, which is crazy. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of saves, a lot of misses. Um, all makes, and I think uh, was it? I think. Both, maybe their goalie made one save and one of their players smoked it over the crossbar. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's what happened. I think I remember that because it, it was the last shot. It was just he missed it wide of the goal. Yeah, and I was watching, and I think I literally was just like, oh, "No, yep. mm-hmm. like that poor guy," because he immediately, I think, just dropped to the like to the turf mm-hmm. and just started bawling his eyes out. You you would not think um, that he would he made every single one of practice. You were like you were like. If I had to put someone on the line to step up the PK, I'd pick him. I'd pick him. 10 out, 100 out of 100 times, probably. Holy cow. Yeah. You said it's a mental game. Like, it, it's one of the tough ones. It really, really is. It's a one-on-one, mm-hmm. and every little misstep that you take, it gets amplified there. Yeah. Sticking with your freshman year, mm-hmm. you hinted at this earlier. You're heavily involved. Tell me about how you got so involved, because I thought that I did a lot at Cabrini, and I thought that uh, I got involved pretty fast. Give me a little rundown of what you did in your freshman year as a Cavalier. Yeah. Um, well, I, I always say this. Uh, I, I used to say this on every tour. Uh, specifically on small campuses, uh, you really have to be proactive to get your college experience. Um, you know, if, if you want something done, you really got to go do it, um, you know, on, on your own for the most part. You know, if you want, you know, I don't know, chicken wings in the calf, go ask the chef, you know, like um, – and so really, that's really where it all started, where I know that if I wanted to have a real college experience outside of athletics, I had to, I had to get involved, um, whether that be, you know, getting jobs on campus, because um, I was an ambassador in high school as well. And I was like, all right, you know, like, I'll do that in college. Um, I even talked to Kenzie about it when, when uh, I first got my tour. And then she was like, yeah, I get paid for this. I was like, you get paid? Best job ever. To be an ambassador? That is a great gig. Was that ten dollars an hour, right? Eight. <laughs> it was pretty bad, <laughs> but it was worth it. Was worth highest paying job on campus, though. I think no, no lifeguard, no lifeguards higher. Yeah, or way tutor. Tutors at ten. Lifeguards like thirteen to fifteen Ooh, right. an hour. And one of our uh, shout out the Sebastian Tobias episode, another one of the top tier ones. Listen, if you haven't already, he's a lifeguard right now, and it's literally you do one to two hour shifts. You sit, sit there. there. And I don't think anyone's drowned in the 67 years of our institution. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. 
the first day to start is not today. Yep. And they get banged for it. Yeah. Um, Tommy Vaughn also says he's going to be a lifeguard. So he's he he's, <laughs> keeps saying, he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking do that. And that's like, all right, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I think one of the one of the earlier uh, weeks of my freshman year, there was the activities fair. And, uh, you know, I dragged Hunter to the activities fair after practice one day. And um, basically was like, yo, like, you know, just take a look around. So I ended up putting my name uh, down for a couple things. Uh, I'm a math major, so I had to join math club. Dr. Brown was sitting right there. He's like, Dom, I need you to join this. I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a nerd at heart. I'm a nerd at heart, so I have to join. And then um, also uh, just uh, scanned an application for student gov as well, um, you know, because why not? And then uh, I think I think like science club as well. I was just putting my name down for anything, any. Um, and then the job fair was the very next day as well. Um, so tutoring, um, put, got my name on the list, um, for eventually a spring tutor cause I had to get through one semester, um, as well as admissions. Uh, I believe Sarah at the time was sitting at the, at the table and was like, yeah, I'm like, this is great for you. Um, and actually Kenzie eventually interviewed me for, uh, uh, admissions. So that came Uh, all the way back around again i think the theme for this episode is just coming full circle it it might be everything because also like i was thinking about this too when you said you and uh hunter met at accepted students day i vividly remember it might have been the first or the second but you come up because i was working the door and you came up to me and you're like yo like you're like you're a huge reason why i chose cabrini and i literally just started blushing i'm like might be the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Fridge always gave uh, the speech at Acceptance, Acceptance Students Day. There was an Honors Acceptance Students Day. And open open, open house. houses, yeah. Always always uh, the first student speech. Um, and he always does a fantastic job. I mean, you, you just want to be at Cabrini after you hear those speeches. Um, you know, because then, then like, someone else goes up there and like, oh, my gosh, this is so boring. Usually, I, I, usually an administrator goes up there after. It's like, oh, my God, like, can we get this day moving along? You turn the house into a home. Uh, I always, <laughs> I always joke the way, the way that I would uh, I would sell to or tell people back home. It's like, yeah, they put the kid from Seattle up there because they're like, mm-hmm. this kid can come here. You live 20 minutes away. I think you can fucking come here. Exactly, today. exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so heavily got heavily involved. Got a couple jobs on campus as well. Um, and even – uh, became the SAC rep um, for the men's soccer team um, right off the bat. Actually, Britt Runyon, our SAC advisor at the time, she actually taught at Wood um, back when I was a freshman. Um, I never had her, but was uh, actually close with her because one of the one of my other teachers, they were on like the same floor, and she always like pop in during a free period or whatever. And um, then I saw her one day when I was coming up to watch a, the, the spring day for men's soccer, and I was like, didn't you teach at Wood? And she was like, I did. And I was like, how do you know? And I was like, I, I'm Dom. Like, are you, you're like Miss Runyon, right? And she's like, oh my God, no one ever calls you Miss Runyon. Here. Please don't ever say that again. I was like, okay. Um, I That was a big joke we had. I, I always called her Miss Runyon when I needed something important done. And um, yes, she was a huge uh, factor in getting me involved in the, in the uh student athlete advisory committee world, uh, specifically for men's soccer. They're looking for underclassmen um, from the men's team because it was uh, Duddy and TJ, both seniors at the time. Like, we need to get the, the underclassmen involved here. Um, that was on the athletic side. And then, um, yeah, really, so got uh, got ex- uh, accepted as a senator in student gov, ended up being on math club, you know, got hired a couple jobs. Um, and then really, like, any event that was at Cabrini, it's like, hey, you know, why not show up? Because – 
you can always leave. But if you don't show up, then something cool happens. You're like, oh man, I missed it. It's like uh, it's like big prize bingo. Big <laughs> prize bingo. It's like, oh yeah, you know, if if I win, I win. If I don't, I just played bingo and got free food for an hour. You know, <laughs> like, it's a it's a it's a win win situation. That's um, a great way to look at things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that was pretty much uh, you know how I got involved on campus. Uh, you know, really, I was just looking for something to to do outside of athletics because I knew as soon as soccer season. Uh, ended, I was going to be like, all right, well, what do I do from three to five every single day when I don't have practice? And uh, and those are the answers where it's like, hey, you know, all right, maybe I can work or, uh, you know, give a tour during that time, um, you know, where, when I want to procrastinate on my homework. <laughs> Dude, literally, I would always do, I would do my homework usually in the office or I'd bookmark it where it's like, okay, I'll do this assignment when I'm working. And it would always be the days where I get like massive tours mm-hmm. and I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Like, <laughs> now I literally can't because I'm going to be walking around campus for an hour. By the time I get back, I get to leave because mm-hmm. my shift's up. Exactly. Um, you talk about taking, getting, being proactive with stuff. Another thing you have to do when you try to get involved is you have to take advantage of opportunities granted to you. And pretty big opportunity was granted to you last year on the SAC side of things to become the national rep for the Atlantic East Conference. How did that process kind of work out? And tell me a little bit about what that role involves and what you've been able to do with it so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as Fridge just said, I'm the uh, national SAC associate member for the Atlantic East Conference, which is the conference that Cabrini's in. And um, so getting involved in that was kind of in the spring of, uh, of last year. And when, uh, when Britt Runyon, uh, we had a SAC meeting one time and she was like, um, for any underclassmen in here, uh, they're looking for someone to be the national sack rep for the conference. Uh, the the girl from Newman, I think she was a softball player. She was graduating and her term limit was up and they're looking for someone new. And while I'm sitting there, I'm licking my chops. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm here for. This is exactly <laughs> what I'm here for to do these things. Um, and really, I think I'm, I was only able to do that because of the smaller school environment. If I was at a big school, I'd be probably one of a hundred freshmen in that room, but since I, you know, since going to a small school where, um, you know, everyone knows your name or something, um, I was I went up to Britt after I was like, hey, like you know, like what do I have to do for this? She's like, okay, great, like just send me like a resume, and uh, I just have to submit this form basically, and I was like, all right, great, and she's like, all right, so like I'm pretty sure like everyone in the conference like submits like about five names or something like that. And uh, then uh, Jess, who is the conference commissioner, um, like we'll go go over the applications, um, and then and figure out how to go how to move forward. I was like, all right, great. So immediately sent her my resume. Well, first I had to update my resume. So like immediately sent that to her. And she's like, all right, great. Like you know, I'll do this. And uh, didn't hear anything back from it. You know, wasn't even sure if like uh, Britt had even submitted it. And I was like, all right, no, like throw my name in the hat, whatever. Probably won't even get it. Like I'm just a freshman. I've only been here for six months, and. Uh, so then, we are uh, the soccer team is actually in Africa at this time, and uh, on our on our international trip, get get a random email from uh, one of the national SAC liaisons. It's like, uh, congratulations, you've been selected as uh, your representative for the conference. Uh, here's the dates we're gonna meet. Uh, you know, RSVP. And I'm like, um, do I have, do they have the wrong email. Like, I don't even know what's <laughs> like. I, I it's completely lost in my head. I'm not even sure like what's going on. Immediately text Britt. I was like. You know, what's going on? Realizing that South Africa is seven hours ahead. And so I'm sitting there. <laughs> I think it was like 
it was afternoon in Africa, but it was in the middle of the night here. And so I'm like, all right, well, like, I'm not going to hear this for another day. So finally hear back from Britt. She's like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I submitted everything. Like, oh, you got it. You got the national sack rep from the conference. I was like, that is sick. Like, that is awesome. Um, so go through that whole process, submit all the, my, you know, forms, my uh, resume for, for that. And um, actually, you know, hop on a Zoom and they're like, all right, like, you guys are the only reps from your conference. I'm thinking there's like three reps from each conference. And they're like, no, like you rep- you are the lone student athlete from your conference to represent all the other student athletes. I'm like, wow, I have some massive shoes to fill because there are, uh, I'd say, uh, close to a thousand, maybe over a thousand athletes. Well over a thousand, yeah. yeah. In, in our conference uh, among the, the seven schools. And I just get to represent their thoughts and everything. It's, it's unbelievable. And uh, over the, so some things I do for uh, the conferences, um, what I've done recently is connect all the executive boards um, of each campus SAC. Um, so you know the, uh, the giant Microsoft Teams uh, link that, that I have set up where we had a, had a Zoom meeting over the summer. Um, just really got a gauge about you know what each campus uh, SAC was doing um, along those lines, you know, like what we can do. And uh, they actually had a lot of questions for us regarding Cabrini closing, like how, you know, what are you guys doing? Because like of all this, we're like, we're treating it as a normal year, you know, like we're going to do all the things we're going to do um, and do it to the best of our ability with the, with the limited numbers. And um, so, yeah, that was one of the first things I'd done. I've, I've done in, because there, all these campus sacks were disconnected and um, actually at our uh, uh, conference sack, uh, um, Lexi and Oscar were the reps from Cabrini for this semester. I think you and Belinda are going next semester, right? Back to the yep. yeah. And um, uh, we sat down and we're like, okay, Dom, like we just connected everyone. Like there are every 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 school was represented at the at the conference, and we just shared our thoughts what we we're going to do. And one of the big things this year um, was SAC legislation. There was a, there was a couple laws up on the table um, across the NCAA that we got to vote on. For the first time in history, student athletes got to vote on legislation, which I think is super, super cool, because not only are are you know we get they, they get to hear our um, opinions, we get to make action. We get to you know we get to put out the plans. Um, one of the laws actually was our partner conference, uh, the A the AMCC, uh, Allegheny Mountain Collegiate Conference. Um, who smooth, w- yeah, wow, yeah. We're closely uh, Jess, our commissioner, and their commissioner work closely, and and myself and their national sack member also work closely shout out molly i'll send you this link <laughs> to listen and um they were actually one of the ones that proposed the law um so we got to vote molly was like hey you know this is what happened here and uh you know this is why we're doing this law you know i forget the details of it uh, we already voted on it and uh was like all right like cool like so we brought it back um i had to give a presentation about what was going on and um, everyone was like, okay, like, and then they had to bring that presentation back to their cam- back to their campuses, go over with their full boards, and send it back to me. So it was this whole process about, um, you know, about like random laws that were going into the NCAA that's going to be in effect next year, or, or could be in effect. And um, so that was one of the really really big things that happened this year um, with that. Another thing that's going on, um, if anyone follows, actually, you should follow. Uh, at D3SAC on Instagram. Uh, they're doing uh, mental health minutes right now 
um, one of the working groups we have, um, mental and physical health. That's the one I'm on. I do all the editing for those videos. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's all you. Um, you may have seen all my stories a couple times. Um, I do all the background editing for those. They send me the videos and their their slides and stuff. And uh, yeah, I do all that. So I'll actually be on there shortly. We're gonna do a special edition physical health episode instead of mental health minutes. Um, so stay tuned for that one. But uh, but yeah, so I do all the editing, the music for that. Um, usually I sit down every Sunday. This time I had to get it get it done early. I was I was bored at the front desk one time. I was like, right, let me just bang this out real quick. It was like a one minute video. Um, and uh, I, I work really closely with uh, one of the leaders on on that working group, uh, Greg. Um, he's actually a football player um, from I don't know I don't even know where. I have, these kids are from all over the, the country. There's and, over 300 Division three schools, mm-hmm. and all of them come together. It's yep. crazy. It's crazy yeah. to see. Yeah, the um, we are the Division three is the biggest conference or the, the biggest division um, in in the NCAA and um, among and the most conferences as well. So we we get to I get to meet amazing amazing people um, and they are they are awesome. Um, one of the one of my uh, close friends who I met she actually goes to a Juniata. Um, so close. So we were on the same flight to Indianapolis over the summer. I was like I've never flown alone before. Like South Africa was my first ever plane plane ride. So going to Indianapolis is my second ever, and I was going alone. It's like, um, do you know what you're doing? She's like, yeah, like just follow me. Like, <laughs> and um, it was afternoon, so I met her for the first time. She's like, so, uh, Cabrini boy, what are you doing? And I was like, mm, I saw this question coming. I really saw this question coming. Um, but yeah, so I have made uh, have made great friendships there. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of stuff that's happening with National SAC. And um, I still I still have uh, about two and a half years on my term, so I actually get to do it throughout my entire um, college career. Um, it's a three year term, so I'll be done in January of senior year, um, which is cool. Can and each year uh, the convention where you uh, submit your votes for for these things and different events happen there is a different place. So in January, I actually go get to go to Phoenix for this convention, um, and then. Washington DC is the year after that, and then my final year is in Nashville. Wow! So that's great times, and by that time, hopefully, I'm a pro at flying alone. And um, it's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would, my comment for that was going to be like, "That was your second ever flight." Like that still blows me away. My family drives everywhere, and I mean that makes mm-hmm. sense. So my, um, my mom is is claustrophobic, um, so we always drive everywhere. Drove to Florida, drove to Chicago. Um, not that you would fly to Pittsburgh, but, uh, drove to Pittsburgh, um, Boston as well. Um, so, but I think it makes those car rides so much better because you're like, wow, we get to see everything. What's yeah. going on around yeah, here? Yeah. If you're, if you're on a plane, you just get, you know, get to see clouds. So I will argue that. the other side of that. Like I am a huge proponent of flying long distances over driving mm-hmm. because like when you drive somewhere and you go six hours, like realistically for me, that gets you across the state. That gets you to another yeah. state for yeah. For here, it gets you a long ways away. You get up to like Boston in that time, which is mm-hmm. pretty sick. But for me, I'm like, okay, if I drive six hours, I'm getting to Idaho or I'm right. getting to maybe Oregon. Right. If I fly six hours, I'm on the other side of the country. And I just got to go point so there. much cooler. That's the West Coast and you talking. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Where it's like when I fly, I know I'm going somewhere like very far away or even like an hour and a half, two hour flight to California. Like right. I'm thousands of, not thousands, but like I'm really far away. Mm-hmm. And like it's sick and it's that fast. So yep. I'm a huge flyer. Yeah. I got my uh, I got my miles racking up on my <laughs> Alaska Airlines visa, making sure that I take advantage of those points. <laughs> I'm that guy. Um, 
Now I want you to talk about this summer. Kind of touched on it a little bit. What was your reaction to everything going down with Caparini? Because, I mean, especially I think for people like you who are so heavily involved and, I mean, I, I can speak from the perspective of someone who is an admissions counselor, like not a counselor, ambassador, like selling the school to people. Mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. really every time I would take a tour or, like, meet with somebody, I would re-fall in love with the place. And I would realize, like, and remember why I'm here every single time. Yeah, you remember the beauty. Literally. So what was your reaction and the process of you saying, I'm coming back for this final year? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first off, it's it, it was heartbreaking to me. I mean, to to do the things that, that I did in my first year, and especially in just only one year, um, and to fall in love with a place that, I call home and so many others call home is it was it was real tough not gonna lie um the day uh june 23rd yeah we, we all remember it way too well for me and uh it was so friday mornings um i'm actually off from my internship usually over the summer and uh you know do my normal 6 a.m runs actually i was running the beep test that morning and uh went to went to upper moreland high school uh they have a turf field there was running set up my cones and run the beep test um, actually passed, passed the level that we needed to be. So I sent a text to the group chat. It's like, now I'm talking, it's like seven fifteen in the morning. No one else is up. No one else is up running and send the text. Let's fucking go. Like get hype. Everyone make sure you're running. Like, you know, we're fucking winning the championship. No more semifinal shit, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, about, I think maybe it was like eight thirty. So I was in the middle. I did like soccer drills after, and I'm starting to wrap up my, my workout. And uh, it was uh, someone sent the uh, D3 sports uh, link into the group chat. It was like, uh, guys, is this real? I look at it. I'm like, D3 sports? Like, I've never never even heard of this website before. Like, I mean, I was scrolling through some of their archives. I was like, it seems pretty reasonable. But I'm like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm not going to let it affect my day. I just had a great morning. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll go from here. Drive home. And... uh, my mom was like, "Is this what is this?" I was like, "I was like, I, I, don't, I don't even know." I mean, I'm getting texts, I'm getting calls from everyone, my, you know, my family, friends, people who don't even go to Cabrini, who've only heard of Cabrini through me, and it's like, "Damn, is this weird, real?" Like, I'm like, I'm "Like, I have no clue." Like, this just randomly popped up, and uh, then uh, I think it was like one o'clock in the afternoon, we get that that um, you know unfortunate email from Helen, and um, yeah, so uh, you know the rumors the rumors were true. And um, so, you know, everyone goes into panic. Everyone goes into panic. Dom, what are you doing? Dom, what are you doing? Are you staying? I'm, I'm texting other people. You know, what are you doing? You know, what's your plan? I, I'm texting Hunter. I call Hunter. It's like, you know, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, like, like everyone's got to relax for a second. Everyone's, everyone's, there, was, there was a lot of energy and no one knew what to do. No one knew what to do. So uh, we, get a, we get a group me message from Coach, from Coach Dallas. And uh, he's like, all right, like, if you can make this, great. We're going to have a Zoom meeting 7 p.m. sharp tonight. Like, all right, like, all right, like, we can, we can, we can settle this down. We'll figure it, we'll figure it all out. You know, there's, there's been way worse things in, in the world than this. Um, but you know, you know, we'll, we'll get through it if, if, you know, whatever's going to happen next, get on the zoom meeting. And, um, Dallas is almost, is speechless during this. He's like, he's like, yeah, like this is, this is true. He's like, I didn't even know beforehand. Um, he's, he's getting emotional as he's talking. You know, I, I can see everyone else getting emotional as, as, as this is happening. I'm getting emotional. My mom's getting emotional right, right next to me. 
even Enzo's getting emotional, who who rarely, um, you know, gets upset. And we're all at the dining room table, and I'm on the Zoom, and and he's like, "Yeah, like this is this is happening. This is this is real." And um, he's like, "You know, I want everyone to stay for the one final year. You know, come out, finish the finish the way, or uh, finish the final season, and uh, you know, and let's let's do this." And um, so we're like, "Okay, all right." And Zoom meeting ends. Take a breath. Turned my mom on the left, like, I'm staying. It was and right then and there. It, it was right then and there. And my mom, little, little bit worried. She's like, "Well, I think we might need to uh, don't don't make any rash decisions. I just think you should take it take it real slow." Now, my mom is one of the smartest people I know. And I was like, "It's like, what do you mean? Like, I'm I'm staying. Like, that, that's my decision. That's my decision. I'm I'm doing this." And, um. She's like, well, yeah, I think we might need to, to adjust. And uh, I, was like, I was like, all right, well, as, as much as I don't want to do this, you know, uh, all right. So literally it was, it was that night. And she's like, email some other coaches. It's like, all right, all right, I will, I will. Email a whole bunch of coaches because um, I, obviously uh, I wanted to continue playing soccer at, a, at another small, three D, uh, a small D3 school. Um, and... Uh, even a couple of them got back to me that night and was like, hey, fill out this form so I'm able to talk to you and stuff like that. A couple text messages. Um, I was like, all right, like, you know, we'll we'll do this process over again. Um, so it was crazy because you had to apply for the fall and do all this. You had to go through the whole recruiting process in a matter of two months, mm-hmm. which is something that's spread over usually two years. And I am stressed out, stressed out. I'm like, because on the other hand, I'm like, okay, what if I go back and I don't have a team? There's not enough players. What if, uh, you know, I go back and my classes are canceled? What, what happens if Dr. Brown leaves, the only math professor that can teach upper-level math at, at Cabrini right now? Um, you know, what's, what's all these things? And um, really, that's what my mom put, put into my head. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. Like, you know, if, if something happens that, you know, I don't want to be screwed over if I, if I decide to go back. And so I took this, like, really really slow and and i think really thorough um you know on, on what to do um even visited a few schools over the summer um had multiple offers to play um in in the fall season as well and um and they were like you know we can have you but on the other side i'm like everyone is done recruiting by now like like everyone's done their processes um no one's looking for incoming sophomores right now like you know like and I'm like all right you know we'll, we'll figure it out so you know text hunter every couple of days text sharky text tyler um and then all these partner schools things start coming you know oh go here go here um st joe's even you know i'll match tuition and the and the credits and um so now i'm hearing okay you know what's what's my friend group doing um a lot of them you know what's nursing doing well my entire friend group um on the on the girl's side uh, they're all, they're all nursing majors. It's like, we got to go now. So they all were like, all right. So they all ended up going to Gwented. Um, except one Bella went to St. Joe's just, she's an education major. And, um, like, all right, well, okay. Now half the friend group's gone. You know, what, what's up next? Uh, then, then Mateo, um, I miss Mateo. And, uh, so much. I know, I know. He was texting uh, me and Hunter the other day and, um, he's like, for me guys it's a no-brainer like i 
it's not the right fit for me to stay just to, um, you know, sit there. Um, and so he ended up transferring, you know, right away um, to actually a, a new program that was just being started up. Um, he, he did fantastic there. He won the starting job. Um, so he was done. And uh, then uh, Tyler seemed to be leaning Gwennett at the time at one point, And then um, was leaning St. Joe's at one point. Um, so I was like, and then Tyler's like, all right, I'm going to go to St. Joe's. Like, I was like, all right, are you sure? It's like, it's not 100%, but I, I'm heavily leaning there. It's like, all right. Talk to Sharky. Sharky's like, um, I, Sharky had, had recently had uh, surgery to, to continue playing. He's like, I just got surgery. You know, like I, I want to finish out one last year, and then, then I'll hang up the boots. And uh, I'm like, all right, you know, that's that's a good time because you know I'm heavily leaning towards staying. And uh, even like I was talking to Lobiondo as well, and because um, he, uh, all the seniors have two years or what I've had two years because of their COVID year. And so he's like, you know, I could go somewhere, get a master's and play two years because his intention was to play a fifth year at Cabrini. Him and uh, Nolan, I believe, were their intentions. And um, so I'm on the phone with them constantly, you know, every other day, you know, like any updates, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, you know, like my my thoughts, I want to stay. But if something happens that, you know, drastic, you know, I, I got to go. And um, they're like, oh, you know, like I, that, that's pretty much the same calling hunter and hunter's hunter's gone he's like it's like i just want to leave he's like i just want to be done i just be done, done with all this i can start fresh it's easy it's easier to transfer as a sophomore than as a junior I'm like all right you know makes sense makes you know got, everyone's on their own you know as much as i would love to be with everyone everyone was on their own path and so he is he's set on pretty much scranton for the most part and um we the the captains called a zoom meeting and uh they were like like all, all the seniors are staying. We're like, we're going to finish it out. We're going to stay at Cabrini, whether we have a team or not. Um, I think there's like 12 or 13 of them. Um, then I think Bo, Bo, Nick D'Achille was on the Lax Lounge before. Um, he, he came in and was like, I, I'm I'm staying as well. Like, um, you know, there's nowhere. Um, I think then Ethan stepped up. It's like, I'm, I'm also going to stay. Um, you know, I've don't dealt with too many injuries. I'm going to play, you know, one last year and, and, you know, maybe go somewhere else. Maybe not. Um, but I, but I want to come back. It's like, all right. Now it's down to the sophomores and freshmen. So we have 14 guys at that point. And the incoming freshmen, I'm like, they're, they're a lost cause. But, I mean, why would a freshman come to Cabrini for one year? I, I just think that's not I, not the smartest idea. I still don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's like 90 of them still on campus. Uh, or 90 total, like 70 on campus, something like that. Bless their souls. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, you know, so – Ended up, I was texting a few of them throughout throughout the weeks. I was like, hey, you know, like, you know, what's going on with you guys? And like, like, you know, have other options. But like, Cabrini was the choice. And like, I'm like, all right, you know, like, okay, that's, you know, good signs that they they, they want to come back and stay for, for a year. And uh, end up talking to uh, some of our, our uh, other recruits and then later down and send them like a really lengthy message. Like, hey, you know, like, you know, what are your thoughts up to now? It's probably about uh mid-july at this point and they're like yeah we're, we're gonna gonna go it's like all right you know like you know good luck uh you know it, it this sucks it sucks we end up um because the, the incoming freshman class it was it was a really good class it was really talented and uh they were gonna they were gonna help us win for sure and uh and we're, we're losing top recruits at this point like there were there were um there were five top tier of them out of like the eight of them and, uh, you know, we ended up losing three of them. I'm like, oh, crap, like, 
you, you were going to be like maybe a starter and definitely in our rotation. And um, so, so I ended up losing them, but thankfully uh, Shalev and Riley ended up staying and uh, you know, obviously cannot thank them enough. And we're like, you guys, you know, that and uh, then got to the sophomore class. And so for me, I was primarily leaning towards staying. Uh, Sharky primarily leaning towards staying. Same with AJ, um, primarily leaning towards staying. And then uh, out of the random, uh, out of out of out of thin air, we just get walk-ons. Right? Um, RJ, who played uh, in the PCL, I played against him in high school. Um, he's like, he he was going to try out in the in the fall. I think he was going to make the team as well. And he, he was like, all right, you know, I'm, uh, he's a nursing student at Eastern. And then they got that um, the waiver. Yeah, yeah, exactly the waiver to uh, to play at Cabrini. So he's on um, another walk on Mel, um, who tried out in the spring. He now on the team, um, and then another one also Colin, who I played again in high school went to went to judge. Um, so now he's on the team now. So now we're just we're adding bodies, um, and so so really looking up. We go. We're like, all right, let's let's do one last pickup. I'm like, okay, go drive up to Cabrini. Um, I have a dislocated shoulder at this point, so I'm actually not able to play. Um, but Dow's like, all right, like. We're gonna we're gonna do a we're gonna do a photo shoot. And we've got fresh new uniforms too, and we're like, all right. So you know, these will be our media days. They're like, okay, sure. Come up, take the pictures on the way there. Hunter Hunter Snapchats me, and he's like, I can tell he's upset, and uh, Scranton just wasn't gonna work out for him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Hunter staying because I think he was one of the key pieces in our squad to to lift us to to get to the championship like we did this year. I'm like, oh my, okay, all right. Now, you know, uh, it, it stinks for sure, but I'm glad you're coming back. And um, so that day, it was like, okay, all right, we've got 24 guys. 24 guys. And, uh, okay, enter August. So we go to go into preseason, sit down in the locker room. Dow walks in. It's like, there's 24 guys in here. We're about to run into a fire that we know is coming, burning down on us. And there's nothing we can do about it. And you could hear a pin drop in this locker room. And it, you could just feel like, like, holy crap, like, we really are about to go do this for the final time ever. And, uh, yeah, so that was, that was for the majority of preseason. It's like, okay, this is, it's go time here. So we're starting to get geared up. And, um, yeah, so first, first couple of games, preseason games, um, beat Arcadia. So we're like, okay. It's a good start. Good start. Rosemont, real tough team. Um, ended up losing three two in that game, um, but again, good showing for for the slim numbers that we have. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we returned eight out of eleven starters, and then um, I think like six rotation guys. So so we we had we had a a squad to to definitely you know last us through, but. Injury bug always hits the, always hits the teams. Um, so you know, go through the season, whatever. Um, Friday night for opening night against York, um, you could you could feel the 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 tension when you stepped on Edith Rob Dixon Field, and uh, we were picking our walkout song the the week before. And we're like, what should we do as our walkout song? And Loeb texting group chat, he's like, I got this. The last dance intro. Michael Jordan from the Bulls, the, the 96 Bulls. It's like, that's great. As we walk out onto the field, we just hear, 
I mean, you could play it, play it in the background and, and during editing, but you could just hear that. And you're like, wow, this is the last first time we're ever going to walk on Ether Optics and Field as a, as a program. All right. York, a solid squad to say the least. They were top 25 ranked a couple times um, during the season last year, and we're battling back and forth, back and forth. Um, and finally, I think maybe like 70th minute or something like that, finally a breakthrough on a free kick. Duddy header eruption at Edith Robb. Uh, you were calling the game, right? Yep. Yeah, you were. Yep. Yeah, I knew I, you were. I put that call on my LinkedIn because <laughs> I was like, that was fire. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Everything had built up into that moment. And it was, as some people say, it was the crescendo of like that tension and that anticipation mm-hmm. of like, are we going to do it? Like, is this going to, is this going to be a yep. rough year? And then Duddy goes over. Also, I almost didn't post it on my LinkedIn because after the goal, Duddy goes over to the fence, jumps Climbs on it, yep, and just starts fucking grinding on the fence, like humping it. And the camera just stays on it for a solid five seconds. In retro, like I didn't see that live. Obviously, I was just fucking going nuts in the booth, like trying to do my thing. And then in post, I was watching that, and I was like, "Nice, Duddy. Yeah, nice. Yep. Um, yeah, the the hill was popping that night. Uh, alumni coming back. I mean, Friday night lights, opening night, opening game. You, I mean, it was special. Um, so started started the season electric, electric, and uh, uh, next game it was on Sunday. So we played Friday Sunday. So. Uh, legs were hurting. I mean, I was definitely feeling it, um, and uh, ended up going down to Delval. We uh, we were down one nothing at halftime, and uh, came back to win two to one. Real hot day, um, but so started season two and zero. So we're like, all right, like we got something going here. All right, like it might it might be written in the script here. <laughs> and next three games, I mean, we get our asses handed us. I mean, we were leaking goals. I'm talking like. 5-1, 5-2, and 4-1 to DeSalle, Salisbury, and St. Mary's. Um, and we were like, okay, we got some problems here. We need to pick up our energy. We need some tactical solutions. We need and we need everything at this point. I mean, we were leaking. We were real leaking. Um, but the, uh, the Salisbury and St. Mary's games, we actually went down to St. Mary's for the weekend, um, played on back-to-back games, um, and... It was, it was, they were top, they were top squads. Um, I believe St. Mary's ended up winning their conference as Salisbury got a, uh, a, a bid into the tournament as well. Um, so, you know, overall just solid teams that super, super athletic and, um, you know, they, they definitely handed it to us. They definitely handed it to us. And, um, let me pull up the, let me pull up the schedule as we go through these games. And, um, I know when I was talking to Dow preseason before the York game, he was saying that he purposely made it a tough schedule because oh, yeah. yep. that's what the team asked that's for. That's what we asked for, yep. And it had been solidified before the before whole news broke. Mm-hmm. And he was still just like, we have the same attitude of like, we want to compete at a high level, yep. expecting that when we make the NCAA tournament, these are the teams we're going to have to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would not change it at all. Um, I'd rather go up and, you know, get smacked by Salisbury um, because that's who we're going to, you know, that's that has pretty much prepared us because by the time we play another one of those teams, Mullingberg at the end of the season, now, yes, we were defending for 90 minutes, but it was a one, nothing game. And where our, you know, where we were resting some guys as well. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a tight one for sure. Um, but we came back home, um, and another, uh, under the lights game. It was a Wednesday 
uh, Rutgers Camden. Now, they're coming into this game, and they are ranked in their region, which is uh, pretty tough to do because, like, when you're ranked in your region, you're probably going to get in a, a bid into the tournament if you're not, if you didn't win your conference at that time. Um, they were, like, fifth in the region at, at the point. And also what happened in, in Maryland is Lobiano got a red card. And uh, so we were like, okay, how many games are you going to be out for? Because in NCAA, you get suspended for the game after. But Atlantic East, they usually double it because the Atlantic East led the country in cards two years ago. Led the country. We have seven teams. That's <laughs> insane. Actually, now that I think about it, like a lot of the AAC games that I've seen, they get pretty They, they get intense. They get intense. Um so yeah, so they were like, all right, we need to we need to figure this out. So usually the Atlantic East will then double the punishment. So instead of one game, you get suspended for two games. But then also, the referee in Maryland classified Lobiondo's red card as a punch. So that's automatically two games, which then Atlantic East would double, which would be four games. And we're like, okay, what the heck is going on here? Because Lobe's like, I didn't punch him. And he, when you watch film back, he didn't punch him at all. I've seen the film. He didn't punch him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got tangled up, he spun around, and he accidentally hit this kid in the face. Uh, now, granted, red card, probably. Um, Four-game suspension, not a shot, not a shot. Um, so he's actually suspended for this rutgers Camden game. We're like, okay, our top threat, offensive threat, offensive player of the year, and we're like, okay, and we're coming in against national, uh, you know, some national recognition team, and we just got smacked three games in a row. We're like, all right, come out. We just needed. We just had a different level of energy that night, um, and held them to. I think we were up one nothing at halftime, maybe, and then came out in the second goal in the second half, and we just were like pounced on the rest of the game. Had a great game plan. I think we were in uh, a different type of pressure um, that would help us significantly with our legs as well, and um, and we just won two nothing on them and against a team, and we we're like okay. That was a great bounce back, great bounce back win. Um, so three and three to start the season, so not terrible at all, um, especially against you know hard opponents for well um, for, for what it's worth. Um, and then we go into to uh, the Battle of Eagle Road. That that was something special. Um, the final battle was actually the overall record was tied. I think it was nineteen to nineteen. Uh, you know, both teams had nineteen wins. Um, zero ties in the history of Cabrini versus Eastern, which is crazy because this game ended in a tie. It was the first time ever in that, that this game ended in a tie, which is astonishing. Wow. I was on the mic for that game, and I think my call at the end, because I also was saying that the entire game, it's like this is to win mm -hmm. the rivalry of the Battle of Eagle Road. Yeah. Like, this is to win the war out of the battle. And, uh, and now my, it ends in a tie. <laughs> my, my call at the end was like, as all good war should end. This one will be a draw. <laughs> and I, I had someone text me after the game. They were like, that was fucking good. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I didn't even pre-plan that. I fucking made that up on the fly. Um, uh, yeah, the first half, they they had our number in the first half. Uh, we, were, we were defending for the majority. We were not playing great. Um, they actually got a goal on us. Um, and then second half, uh, we got we got a PK. And, and uh, I had recently made a PK against Salisbury when we were in Maryland. And I step up for this PK. I, rem I remember the call with you and Jabinski. He's like, who's taking this? Who's taking this? And I and just like, oh, Dom's taking it. Because I, I just picked up the ball. And step up and I hit my spot. Goalie made a great save. Goalie made, he made a great save. And I'm like, like, oh boy, here we go. This is this is not great. Not great. We're in in a derby match. And and I just missed a PK to, to possibly seal seal, at least get a tie. 
get get some momentum. But now they have they have everything. I mean, they're this state. This is probably the most packed I've ever seen Edith Rob for a soccer game. Um, so that was real bad on the momentum for for our part. Um, as we keep going, uh, Duddy eventually found a goal late in the second half with about 15 minutes That's left, right. and um, we ended up tying the game. Um, there was you know a, a group picture afterwards. Uh, I think both coaches spoke afterwards like the 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 power of this rivalry between just not the men's soccer program but the but the schools is is something that's truly special i mean you're just separated by a road just separated by a road and um so you know i I can't wait for the uh for the for the future battles of men's basketball uh women's across men's across men's across at home this year on edith rob dixon field for the last time ever men's basketball's home as well yes and uh spoiler alert i'm gonna be on the call for that one or I should be. I've been. I've requested to be on the call for that one. <laughs> do our softball and baseball teams not play? I oh, baseball. I think they do. Year. Do they? They do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure baseball played last we'll year. We'll see when their schedule drops. Right. But uh, either way, as you're saying, the Battle of Eagle Road. No matter what sport, it's intense. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. Fired up for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. After that. Uh, after that Easter game. Um, more more non-league games continued. Uh, a little bit again, hard, tough schedule. A little bit on, on a slide. Um, ended up tying Karen. Uh, they hit a late equalizer on us. Uh, got smoked by by Alvernia. Um, not a great game by us. We were actually winning one nothing, and then ended up dropping four goals um, later in the game. So that wasn't great. Uh, Misericordia again, a team that uh, has been was getting looked at nationally ranked. Um, or uh, in the region is um, and only only one nothing loss, but that. That Misericordia game was, I think, where we found our, our groove. We may, you know, we may have lost, but that second half, I mean, Misericordia, I don't think they touched the ball. We were just pinging around. We were playing Cabrini-style soccer, like how we do, like uh, that, like that we want to do, and we were just moving and grooving. I mean, we it was the ball was moving like butter. The ball was moving like butter, and uh, I mean, we we could not find the back in the net uh, to save our lives, but. Um, but we we're like, okay, we know the style that we want to play for the rest of the season, and it's it's move in out, you know, find the lanes, and um, and I think that was that was a huge turning point for us because then conference play starts. Um, open up, open up against Gwinnett. Now I have a lot of buddies on Gwinnett from high school. Um, a couple of them transferred in, um, and so in prior years where Gwinnett um has not been great, uh, they they were they were a tough competition this year. Uh, we ended up going down one nothing um, early in the first half, and we're like, all right, like we gotta we gotta step this up. Uh, then came back to win two to one, um, so definitely a, a good start. You know, the most important thing uh, was three points that we got, and uh, you know it, it started to roll from there. Um, then it was on to Marymount. Now that game because we wanted that back from last year, where we went into we went to Marymount. And we we didn't even get off the bus. Like like I said earlier, uh, maybe the worst soccer game I've ever played in my entire career. And uh, this game, I was like, all right, like I need to get back at them. We need to get back at them for for that. And uh, come out, and we come out firing. I mean, it's a rainy day. No, they don't want to be there. They didn't get off the bus this time. And uh, Nolan Holloway, man, he steps up, gets a, gets a ball. I think it, uh, you, you want it somewhere in the midfield. Steps up, looks up. Coley's off his line. All the, I mean, he hit it from half. It was, it was nuts. It was crazy. It was, and 
Trevinsky, I'm sorry here. You should have been way more hyped for that goal. Way more hyped for that goal. Um, but it was it was it was crazy. Um, and then eventually uh, found found the second one late in the second half. Uh, Lobiondo got the, got the clinching goal there. Um, then um, Newman we ended up losing that game. Um, in in conference play up until our last conference game, we did not give up a goal. In the run of play, it was all restart goals. Really? Yep. Wow. All corners or free kicks. It was. It wow. was. It was nuts. Gwened off a corner. Um, Newman all free kicks um, that were served into our box or corners. Um, Marywood three free kick goals like directly off the off off the kick um, until IMAC, where we ended up tying that game, and uh, yours truly scored an own goal. <laughs> Not great, not great. I was, it was, it was tough. I was running backwards, and uh, the ball slipped in, and uh, yeah, I was like, all right, open net, wrong one, and uh, <laughs> um, so that wasn't that wasn't great on my part. Um, but that game uh, was supposed to be our clinching, where if we won that game, we got the two seed. Um, but instead, ended up getting um, tying that game, and then we had to wait because we had a bye week, the final week. So it was like, okay, on the Wednesday, we were just waiting to see what happens. And we needed um, Mary Wood to beat or tie Immaculata. And we're watching this game. And finally, the breakthrough goal because Imac uh, uh, got a PK earlier in the game and the Mary Wood keeper saved it. And we went nuts. I remember me and Hunter were working at the front desk and we had the game on on the TV. And these people upstairs probably thought we were nuts about just screaming at this TV at a random soccer game. Um, but Mary Wood ended up finding, finding the winner. In that one, and we we clinched the two seed, so got the first round by. Now then it then it real it got to um, you know it got serious, you know these uh the practices. I mean you guys are gonna feel it soon. Yeah. Um, the practices were like, this could be the last practice. You know we we woke up on we have seven a.m. practices on Fridays, and we woke up and we're like, this might be the last time we ever play on this field. And uh, so we played Marywood in the semifinals. Um, so we're looking for some revenge. They beat us in the, in the regular season and, uh, you know, we get into this locker room and you could just tell that these guys were zoned in, um, before every game, usually Duddy speaks in the locker room and, um, and he, he went on a little bit longer this time. I mean, I don't remember any of the words, but you, you just, in that moment, it's almost like you black out in that moment and you're just like, okay. Walk out of the locker room as Mary Woods walking out of the the guest locker room, and all you hear is fucking Hunter. You hear him go, "Let's fucking go!" Starts clapping. It's echoing through the hallways. Everyone else on the team just starts clapping, screaming, everything. And you were just like, "Okay, all right, this is." You're like, you're walking into Edith Rob Dixon Field on a what was it? it was on a Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and you know. It could be your last game ever on that field, ever touching that turf. And walk out to nice, brisk winter. You could see the breath. You could see uh, your breath when you breathe out. And then and it got real. As soon as that, as soon as that last dance song started playing, you're like, "All right, all right." And you just get zoned in. I mean, you guys, you guys obviously know it. Every athlete knows it. Um, but the stakes were just higher for us. They were just higher. Um, we wrote on the board. Uh, Last guarantee. It was your last guaranteed game. And uh, ended up 
getting uh getting a PK early. Uh, Duddy stepped up, smashed it into the corner, and then um, again got the uh, second goal in the second half, and then they ended up getting one late um, to to give him a little bit of energy. But we held off and uh, like all right, this is this is good. Back in the finals, right where we wanted in the final year of Cabrini men's soccer, and uh, we're just we're just ready to go. And so we find out that we're playing at Newman. Um, so we would have loved to have it at Edith Robb. Um, so a little bit we were rooting for Marymount because we wanted a home game. Um, but also we know it's hard to beat uh, a team twice in a season. And uh, we already beat Marymount. So like, right, we're looking for some revenge on, on Newman here. We haven't beaten them in the last three meetings. Uh, that's two from uh, my freshman year and then in the regular season this year. And we're just... We're, we're locked in and we get to we get to that locker room and again you could just feel the the tension almost and um sits us down before the pregame talk we have our board set up all the game plan and there's not much written on the board and uh dal again he's like all right we're gonna bring it back we're gonna say welcome to the fire the fire that you all chose to you know to run into at the beginning of the season the 24 people that walked into that locker room on day one of preseason, everyone's still here, said, here's the fire. It's burning, it's hot. You know, he's like basically saying like, you know, are you ready to go? Are you ready? And you could, and then Dre talked, one of our assistant coaches, and Dre was a former player, and he brings a different level of energy to, to the squad, especially, you know, through coaching. And... He got serious. He, you know, he 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 um, gets serious usually before games, but this one got like extra serious, and it's it's hard to describe in words. It really is, and uh, you know, I know you guys are gonna go through it. Um, you know, hopefully at the national championship level, um, but it's it's tough to describe that when you're sitting in that locker room and you're like, this is the last time ever I might ever put on this uniform, and um, you know the game. You know, didn't didn't exactly go our way. They got a they got a PK um, midway through the first half. Um, maybe not our best first half, but our second half. I mean, they didn't pass the thirty. I think maybe three times they did. They didn't have a shot on target. They had to make two miracles to to save their day. Uh, a goal line save on Duddy's header, and then uh, their goalie made a tremendous foot save at the with like three minutes left in the game or something like that. And uh, you're like, all right, well. It takes two miracles to, to to save the game. Props to you, props to you. But yeah, it was tough. It was tough losing that game because you're like, all right, I we um, final huddle and Dallas Dallas was getting real emotional, and um, then everyone else it just spread spread like a fire to to the rest of us that um that everyone was getting real emotional and um then I kind of sat there for for a couple moments before I took off my jersey. I was like. This is, I'm going to take off this jersey for the last time. You know, it was, and I was like, wow. I ended up uh, hugging Hunter and Sharky before. Um, I was like, good stuff, 317. Good stuff, South 317. South 317 represent. And um, took it off. It's like, just looked at it and just laid it on the ground. Took off my cleats, put them next to it. It's like, all right. And I just stepped over the line for the last time in a green uniform. Yeah, I just got chills. I just got chills, Dom. Yeah. Holy and, shit. Um, yeah, so then I uh, ended up taking a picture 
I folded up my jersey, took a picture, sent it to my mom, and uh, or sent it to the family group chat. I was like, yep, that's a wrap. That's a wrap for Cabrini Men's Soccer. And, um, yeah, so the, the emotions in the, in the final two games were, were something something else. It's, it's truly hard to describe because of the commitment that, that everyone put into the season and the commitment for coming back. Because everyone had a choice. Everyone had a choice. Everyone made a choice to, to come back. And, and like Coach Dow said to me over the summer and, and as he said to me in the, in the locker room, on the, on, or said, said to us on the first day of the locker room, of preseason and on our on our final game it's like we all chose to run into the fire together let's uh let's go finish it and uh you know we we came out on the wrong side um so i guess you could say you got a little burnt on the way through um but uh i, I wouldn't trade the the season for anything i mean just from the june 23rd when i was sitting on my zoom call and then when it ended i was like I'm staying here. There's there's unfinished things that I have to, to do at Cabrini, not just through soccer. Um, you know, soccer being a, a huge part of it, but I have to do it one last time because I don't think the story ends now. Can't end this way. Exactly, exactly. And, um, yeah, so the, the emotions on the, on the bus ride home were uh, a little bit tense because we're like, wow, this is – this is really real because you it's it's like you know it's going to happen but you're just not ready for it. I can that is the perfect way to describe it because the entire time you're telling the story I'm mentally preparing cuz like mm-hmm. one way or another like it's going to be us. It's it's yeah. And um you know for anyone whose school is not closing who's listening to this uh sucks. You, it's yeah, <laughs> you, you don't want this you don't want this to happen to to you at all. And um but it's it's something that you're gonna you're gonna remember you're gonna remember the last time that you stepped out of that locker room and stepped over that line, the 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 touch line, and just be like at ease. Wow, that was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was powerful. That was amazing. God, I, God, I'm, God, I'm getting mind I'm, moving. I'm getting emotional just thinking like, about it. Getting, All the gears in my head are just turning. I'm like, why am I tearing up right now? <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw you uh, cover, you know, do a little thing with your eye over there. Yeah, you're just fucking good storyteller. Um, we just got a nice run through that season. I think it is time first to lighten it up. Before we yep. get to moment of the week, I do have an important question. Do you know what you're doing next year? I was gonna also. I do. I do know what I'm doing. Um, oh, we drum roll. Are we going to reveal it live on the pod? Uh, we can. I mean, people know. People know. Um, it is. It is with a with a heavy heart that I say that I, I'm going to Newman in the spring. Damn. I know. I know. I know. It's it's a it was a tough decision, but um, at, like I said earlier, you know, everyone's on their own path. Call you Kevin Durant. <laughs> I literally, that's I text my home group chat that, and they they made a meme about that. Um, the my next chapter meme. <laughs> Can't beat them, uh, join them. I know, I know. And um, now you know I, I can't say enough about um, their program and, and uh, Coach Temple. He's been been great um, through the whole process and everything. Where he's like, "Do your thing, then we'll talk after." It's like, all right, that's that's a plan. It's like I hope to beat you, but uh, you know that was that's uh, so yeah. So um, th- that is that is the plan. Um, you know, I'm I I'm already getting some shit for it from from my buddies, <laughs> as, um, as as I should as well. Um, but also, I uh, Griff has mentioned this to me. He's like he's like Dom, not gonna lie, fuck you for going there. 
But he said, he said, I hope you fucking win everything. I yeah. hope you do everything. Because, you know, everyone's, he's like, he, he said, you know, everyone's got to do what they got to do. Everyone's on their own path, like I said. And, um, you know, no matter how hard it might be to, to go, you know, switch things up and make a change, uh, it's it's inevitable for all of us. Um, which, which uh, you know, I hate to say it like that, but um, it's, again, it's, you know, it's coming. You're just not ready at all. You're just not ready. And you can just infiltrate them. That's that's what you're exactly. going to do. You're yeah, going to bring yeah. that Cabrini spirit in there, and they will never know. Yeah, I text, uh, I text one of their guys uh, earlier today, and I was like, you know, first off, congrats on winning the chip. And second off, I'm coming. And third off, I'm hungrier than you are, so be fucking ready. Oh, yeah. I love that. I think that is a great transition into our moment of the week. This is my favorite segment. Um, so moment of the week is... You pick any time throughout the past week. It could be happy, sad, mad, in between, whatever it was. And that just kind of wraps up your week or something mm-hmm. like to highlight. Yeah. You, um, don't, you don't go first. Yeah. We always go first. Uh, Nick, do you have yours? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, easily Thursday playing, or sorry, Wednesday playing football um, with the fellas. The last day of fall ball practices. Coach Saluka, uh, you know, tried to trick us. Um, he actually he tricked all of us. He came into the locker room. He, well, the day before Tuesday, we had practice, and he told us when we ended practice, like, hey, tomorrow, be in the locker room at 3.30, practice shorts, sweatshirt, cleats on. All right. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, we get a text that morning, hey, if you're not feeling good, stay home. A lot of guys are sick. Don't need anybody else getting sick before they go home. So in my head all day, I'm thinking, like, are we still going to do this? We have numbers for it. Get to the locker room. Me and Fridge are the only people there. Um, we're – Throwing a football around, more people come in. They're throwing the football around, so we're just we're throwing football around for like 20, 30 minutes. It's just what we do. Just what yeah. we do. Coach uh, Brian Rafferty, he comes in, and we're like, "Yeah, what are, what are we doing today?" He's like, "I can't, I don't know, dude. Can't tell you." Like, he was a he was a teammate of ours two past two years, so it's like, just just tell us, you know. Right, so right. he leaves the locker room, and we're all in there. We're, we're all antsy as shit because we have no mm-hmm. idea what's going on. We're still throwing the football around. Yeah. And DeLuca, Coach DeLuca comes in, and he's like, yeah, so one of my one of my buddies is here. He, you know, he's like a workout workout kind of guy, you know. Um, we're going to do a workout end of fall with a nice workout. Get your body, you know, moving. Not lacrosse-based, but, like, you know, get a good sweat in. Mm-hmm. Get, a, get a real good sweat in. So we're all, like, awesome. Like, this, this is great. <laughs> like, this, this is going to be a good day. Like David, is David Goggins going to yeah. walk through the fucking door? Well, yeah, that's the only exception. Um, <laughs> and he goes out. And, like We were all like, yeah, like yeah, we'll, we'll work out today. Yeah, that's a good idea. And he, he leaves. And we're all just like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> God damn it. Like, where the fuck's that football? And uh, out of nowhere, all you hear is a because we have like Bluetooth yeah, in our yeah. place, and DeLuca comes back in with the football, and he says like, "We're playing fucking football." We're like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and it was lit, and then uh, we played what, like, probably six games, probably in total, six seven games. Had like what four teams? Yeah, it was yeah. a round robin style, double elimination kind yeah. of tournament. Yeah, so we played a bunch of games. Yeah, it was a good time. Great way to end the fall. And uh, me and Gers actually on the sideline. We had that moment where he said it first, where we were just kind of watching the games. He was like, I can't believe this is my last fall ball practice ever. And I turned to him like, well, thanks, asshole. Now I'm thinking about that. Like, fuck. Now I'm in my feels. Um, but that was a great way to kind of wrap up the 
the fall season and I forget what DeLuke said at the end, but like he said something that really just summed up everything of like, this is what we want, we've been working for. And like, we have something special here and we're doing something special. So, uh, that's a great moment. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Beautiful. I'm going a completely different direction. Yeah. Very nice. I'm going Thursday night. And this is I guess the circumstances around this uh, are are tough. So our uh, teammate Sam Kirk, uh, his his father passed away recently, and so we uh, all as a team went to the viewing on Thursday night down in Phoenixville. Um, we had uh, wear dress pants, dress shoes, you know, shirt, and then our Cabrini jacket. We're going as a team. We want to look like a team. It's mm. easy with twenty seven guys. Kind of like yep. keep everything the same. Of course, we did have people the day of be like, I don't want black pants. We're like, there it is. Yep. It's not like we've been talking about this for a week, guys. Uh, but I am, we're about to leave. I was going to drive us down there. All that. I'm grabbing my, I'm and everything. Just took a shower, did my hair. I'm looking course, snazzy yeah, as fuck. Yeah. You know, I think I made the comment to Nick. Nick made the comment to me. It's like, we clean up good. We can clean up good. Uh, reaching for my shoes that are in my closet or on the floor. And I, you know, squat down. I guess I went a little too far past 90. I hear, and I'm like, no fucking way. I stand up, fucking put, <laughs> reach back there. I had a hole in my pants. I run out of my room, oh and I was like, gosh. Nick, I have a predicament. I think I need, because he had an extra pair of black pants, so I think I'm going to need your extra pair of pants. Oh, okay, yeah, what happened? I'm like, pretty sure I just ripped my fucking pants. <laughs> and he explained to me just the way like, he did to you. He was like, I had to get my shoes, so I squatted down and I just went a little bit too far past ninety. Ass to grass. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, Dustin would be proud. I saw. Right, I mean, I saw you an open lift the other day. You were you were squatting. You were, it was great mobility. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So I just gave my pants and I was like, here you go, man. No one else knows I have these because everybody else is asking. But you know, wow, that yeah. is. Like if, if, oh if, my god! Like, like first said, we had a week to figure this out. Oh yeah. Ask me the day of. I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. Nah, sorry, man. Wow, but. In unexpected right. circumstances, like yeah, that. I live with you. Yeah, and honestly, get my and these are like those are the pants I had for my graduation. Like I've been using uh-huh, them uh-huh. for years, no problems at all. And then finally, it just like one too many. Was it was it like in the seam or was it? It was the seam. It was okay, the seam. all right. And like, like was in the crack. <laughs> it was honestly. I thought about this after. Like I could have probably because I was wearing black underwear underneath. Like I could have repped it. And just been like, I wonder if anyone will notice it's just a giant hole in my pants. Uh, but probably not the best thing, especially at a viewing where like we got yeah. down on our knees and like be serious. I, I thought about that very like right away when I need down. I'm like, thank God I'm not wearing those pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or thank God it didn't happen there. That yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be worse. That because oh then they would have heard the, the pop. The ceiling. <laughs> you would have reacted. I would have been, been sitting there just fucking. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, and then I guess to put, be the cherry on top of that, uh, just the team at the viewing, that was a really cool moment. We had 26 of our 27 guys. Waldo was sick, so he couldn't make it. But, like, that was really cool how we were able to rally around our teammate. And, I mean, still to the Kirk family, like, our condolences, you know. They've, they've been uh, going through a lot, but, like, we have each other's back. And I think oh, yeah. that moment was really special for me because I saw, like, this is a family. It doesn't matter the circumstances, whatever. Like, we're a family and we're here for yep. each other. So, yeah. good moment of week right there. Uh, Mom, yeah. if you're listening, I need new dress pants. <laughs> That's great. 
All right, Dom. Um, moment of the week. Yeah. So my moment of the week. Uh, it was uh, it was Tuesday night. Um, I just gotten back from my eight to eleven shift at Dixon, and uh, come back to the room, and Hunter had texted me previously, and he's like, he's like, Dom, I need help with this math. I'm like I'm like, okay, like it's good. it's gonna be late. Like like, do you really need it tonight? Like he's like, he's like, dude, I got a test tomorrow. It's like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna make me a bowl of ramen when I get back. Get your laptop ready, and we'll sit at our little kitchen table in the common area, and we'll we'll get this going. I'm like, all right, all right. Come back, have my bowl of ramen. He's ready. He's like pencil in hand at this table. He's like crisscross applesauce sitting. He's like he's like all right, I'm ready to go. All right, I was like all right. He's, he, he was eager eager to learn about uh, annuity. That's what they're learning. Um, and, I have no idea what that means, but keep going. It was it's like uh interest rates stuff like that um gross value revenue all that fun stuff Uh, i think hunter's in math like 113 or something like that 114 maybe one of those two business math probably yeah yeah and um so we sit down and actually i think i sent you the snapchat maybe and um um sit down and we're, we're we're going through the practice test and he's he's like screwing these questions up and I'm like, I'm like, Connor, like, you gotta, you gotta sit down and and write it out step by step by step. It's like, okay, like, can I use your notepad? No, I have like a, a, he he wanted to use like a sticky note as his scrap work. I'm like, no, Connor, you. So got out my big yellow pad piece of paper. This is where I do all my scrap work, all my homework. And um, he's like, all right, all right, like, so we end up going through the whole t- uh, couple questions on the test. We did like half the problems and um, end up getting them, you know, all right on on the on the test. But like midway through, I'm just sitting here and. I get a bloody nose midway through this. So, like, I'm talking, it's, like, 11.45. We're done, like, three questions out of, like, 15. I want to go to bed. Hunter's exhausted. He's he's frustrated at the math because it's not working out on his calculator, but it's working on my calculator. And then Sharky, I don't even know where Sharky's at. He's nowhere to be found. His door's closed, I think. Maybe he's in there playing Fortnite. I'm not really sure. And, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what is happening right now? Like, and I, Fridge is about to pull this picture up. I know. Did you save it? Yep. <laughs> That's it's Dom with a bloody nose. Hunter's sitting there, 11.33 p.m., and the caption says, just your average night in 3.17. Math tutor, nosebleed Dom, confused and shirtless Hunter, nowhere to be found Sharky. <laughs> <laughs> and I slid up, and I was like, this should be framed and put in a Cabrini museum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, so we ended up working through these problems, and, and Hunter, he's, he's getting mixed up on some of the stuff, and I'm trying to explain it to him. And it's, it's just not clicking for me, is it? And he, he's like, I'm done. He's like, it's it's like 12.20 by this point. He's like, I just need to go to bed. I think if I get more sleep, I'll be okay. And um, I'm like, all right, you know, like, he's like, I can even ask Mr. Madway for help, like, during the test. Like, it'll be fine. I'm like, okay, you know, you, you know, you do you. Um, ended up, I don't think he did too great on that test. But more of the story, it was just a, it was a fun experience because, uh, you know, as a math major, as a secondary ed major, you know, I, I love teaching, um, you know, what's going on, even, even if sometimes you, you don't get it. Um, it's, it's sometimes the, the experience of teaching that, uh, that you really, really like. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think Hunter gave up a little bit too soon. I think we could have got there. Um, you know, we got those practice problems correct, but, uh, uh, you know, it's a bad execution on test day for sure. <laughs> this is how you know he's going to be a teacher when he tells his college roommate, all right, you need to whip out your pad of paper and do it step by step. You can't be skipping any steps. That's where you're going to make Nate, a mistake. Nate, Nate knows. Nate knows. Dude, I so in the, in the Newman championship game, 
we were, we were all there, obviously, electric atmosphere. And Nate, like, I think somebody, like, tackled you or something or, like, shoved you. And he was like, that's my tutor. Don't touch him. <laughs> and I yelled something. And I was like, he's going to be president one day. <laughs> Just like we had the Dom uh, Giselle fan club, you know. That's great. That's um, great, yeah. But, yeah, so I think you're going to be a great teacher when you, when uh, you get I, there. I would agree. I, I can't need, wait. I need to I be a Mr. Petrozelli. If you were my calculus teacher – I might have fallen in love. Eh, I, I did enjoy calculus, Loki. Yeah, it's it's funny when all my friends are like, you know, you're gonna like teach my kids when you're older. I'm like, I know, and I'm gonna like look at your kids and be like, I know all the crazy stuff you did throughout your dad's entire life. Yeah, I was there step by step along the way. I know, I know more about your dad than you ever will. <laughs> um, that's awesome. One day, I hope my kids can be in Mr. Petrozelli's class. I agree. Same here. And I think that is a great way to transition us into. We might be on record watch, by the way. Right? Okay, we're at two thirty-two. Wow. wow! I'm gonna look up while you tell us what your draft because this is in Dom Petrozelli fashion. He's fucking prepared for the draft. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was looking at the the old um, uh, old podcast and was like, what what drafts has hasn't haven't been done yet? I'm like, wait a sec. This is a no brainer. Thanksgiving coming up. Thanksgiving foods, best Thanksgiving foods. It's got to be right. That's a banger. Start us off. Yeah. Um, make sure to make sure to write them down okay, right. so that we can get the recap. Uh, I won't tell you what the record is. I'll let this be on natural, but we are on record watch. I'll put that put that out there. The um. All right, with my first overall pick of Thanksgiving foods. There's there's a lot of great options here. A lot of great options. I think I have to go with have to go with my personal favorite. It's got to be, it's got to be stuffing. It's got to be stuffing. I stuffing from the bird, like cooked in the oven from all the all the turkey. Mm, my goodness. We talked about this I think in the last episode where stuffing is is my like top food. So that is that's a great pick. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I would have taken that first overall. Really? Really? No, there's one, there's one answer for first overall. Let's fight over it. Let's go. Uh, for reference, at the Turkey Bowl, we did rock, paper, scissors, and off camera for the Lax Lounge, I won 2-0 and then won our game for the Turkey Bowl. So <laughs> just had to put that out there to the fans. Ready? Rock, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. There's one. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Two, that's okay. That's okay. In a span of two days, I've gone four and zero in rock paper scissors, and I'm gonna wear that on my chest. He's on. He's at a ceiling. I'm at my four. I can only higher. <laughs> and I just want to confirm: we're doing Thanksgiving food overall. Doesn't have to be sides. Uh, nope. Yeah, it can be sides. It can be sides. I'm taking the turkey. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, number one. one. That yeah, is. It's the star of the show. It's the star of the show. I would 100 agree. Now let me ask a question, Fridge. Okay. Are you a white meat turkey guy or a dark meat turkey guy? Big white meat guy. I'm not a big fan of dark meat, and that's like that's a very me thing to be like, you know, I want the white meat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's just that's just straight up. I've never been a fan of dark meat. Yeah. Uh, with my first pick, I'm gonna go with prime rib. That's a. Uh, it's a. Yeah, we do that in the Mormando household. I was going to say that is not wow. in yeah, the, that's a new one. That's not in the Petrozelli slash Morelli household. You guys don't have like red meat still in Mexico? Nope. Ham. Yeah, ham always. is the darkest meat that we get. And honestly, I'm a ham over turkey. We don't even, we didn't even do ham. Usually wow. we would do ham only because I used to not like turkey. Okay. Okay. Where I just like, I don't know, it grossed me out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like cultured, so I eat turkey. There you go. All right. Second round. Yeah. Take us yeah. off. Um, well, I mean, 
to pair my backcourt. I mean, the second best side of the game. You got to go mashed potatoes. Okay. You have to go mashed potatoes. That's a good pick. That is a good pick. That is a good pick. Uh, I am going to go with my second pick. Good old sweet potato casserole. Great, mm. great pick. Get a little sweet in there with the savory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to take uh, the other meat that you mentioned. I'm going to take ham. He's going for all the meats. Yeah. This guy's Arby's He's, over here. He loves the big men. We have them. We have the meats. Um, More Mando sandwich, prime rib, and ham. Prime with nah. my third round pick, I think it, I have to go to turkey gravy. It, it, it goes on everything. It goes on everything. So that's a good it's pick. so versatile. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Um, I'm gonna go with the best side dish, the thing, the creme de la creme. When little Fridgy, I was always on this duty. What are you gonna say? I'm gonna say the dinner roll, baby. Mm. The dinner roll, because I was pick. always the one where, like, especially when I was younger, that is the only thing I was there for. Mm. I was there for the rolls, the rolls, and a few more rolls, and I'd always get the extras too. So you gotta go with the dinner rolls. If you don't do Pillsbury. You do your own, like, fresh ones, and it's, mm-hmm. oh, you can't miss. You can't miss. Uh, I'm going to go with pumpkin pie. Oh, yup. We're yep. getting into the desserts. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about desserts. Holy crap. I know. There's a lot you can yeah. get. Um, this this is going to be controversial because not a lot of people, not a people, not, not a lot of people like it. And there's two kinds. Cranberry sauce. So I'm a cranberry sauce guy. I think that's a great pick. Which which one though? The jello kind or like the actual cranberry sauce? Well, the actual cranberry sauce is better. Throughout my life, I always had the canned stuff. I've but always had the canned stuff as well. I've had recently the last couple of years when I go with Nate, they make it fresh and it's it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different and it's awesome. And as a cranberry sauce guy, I enjoy it. But that's controversial for some interesting. Um fourth overall, I'm kinda torn here. There's a couple directions that I could go. I think I'm going to go with my gut, which is saying that my favorite dessert, which is an apple pie. Yep. I got to get my pie. Too long. The balance. Pumpkin is the quintessential Thanksgiving food or Thanksgiving pie, but apple pie is right there. You're right. I, I think it's American. They donuts. go hand in hand, honestly, for me. They do. Uh, for my number four, I'm going to go with a baked potato. Ooh. Okay. Again, the other potato, the other potato off the yeah. board. Are you guys are you guys a, like a chunky mashed potatoes people or like a smooth? smooth. I'm a no mashed potatoes guy. I'm not a mashed potatoes really? fan. I, I said it on one of the more previous ones podcasts we did, but I need my potatoes to be like loaded with cheese and bacon. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. And butter. Mm-hmm. A lot yeah, of butter. Obviously, obviously butter, yeah. It's yeah. the best way to do it. All right. I think to round out my five. This, this is not a favorite of mine. But it's it's big in my family, and yeah, I it, I gotta go to the green bean casserole. It's it's big in my family. I'm not a big fan of it, but it's 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 massive in my family. Yeah, it's it's big in my family mm-hmm. also. Yeah, we would skip the casserole and usually just go green beans. Mm-hmm. And regardless, I'm kind of just like eh, okay, um, but. That there is a crowd for it. So the green bean casserole crowd is, is going nuts right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take mm, – is that even a Thanksgiving side though? I'm going to throw it out and see if I get reaction back. If I do, I'll go for something else. I'm going to take mac and cheese. 
A lot of, yeah, a lot right. of families do it. A lot okay. of families yeah. do it. Boom. Mac and cheese. Homemade. Yeah, if it's, right. My family does not personally do it, but I know a lot of people that do. I feel like a couple years we've done it. It might be for Christmas, but like we may have done it for Thanksgiving. And I, I have seen families that do it. And I think I think that's a good way to go. Wormist is a real big one right now, Nick, if you don't say it. It'll be an honorable mention. I hope. Uh, is it dessert? Because I'm going to say no, another no, dessert. No, it's not a dessert. Oh, that sucks. I'm saying pecan pie. Ooh, great two pick. pies on the pick. You know, I've never had a pecan pie. Neither have I. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. Yet it's on your squad. I it's like se- seasonal. I like it. Seasonal, diverse, you know. I'm, I'm going to stay away from, from the desserts because I, we, we missed this one. So us. I will say, this is an honorable mention. We have okay. our five. Okay. Corn. Cream corn. Yeah, okay, I guess Thanksgiving, you think of the pilgrims, you skip the genocide, and you think of all the corn. <laughs> yeah, I guess you make a good point. Uh, yeah, cream corn casserole is mm-hmm. one that um, Nate's family brought into my life. Not a big like corn fan, but corn, corn corn bread. Honorable mm-hmm. mention, right there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Corn. That's actually a huge one. Yeah, maize. Uh, I'm looking. Have a list right now. Nothing's really standing out, but uh, oh, candied carrots. That right, is yeah, a cool. Oh, I guess. love me some candied carrots. Um, any other notable honorable mentions that are missing? Um, I think we got the big ones. I feel like Thanksgiving food is just food. It's delicious. Food. It's definitely delicious. But Brussels sprouts is pretty big. I wanted to say Brussels sprouts. But I was going to say shrimp cocktail because every single appetizer, every single Thanksgiving I've ever been a part of, there's been shrimp cocktail. Spinach artichoke. My family dip. does um, weddings, the uh, meatball like wedding soup. Italian wedding soup. Yep, 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 yeah, yep. very good, very good. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. We call it holiday soup. Okay. Yeah. Um, My family at least. If you really want to switch things up in the meat department, duck. Love duck. duck. Every Love single duck. year, I uh, I recommend goose instead of turkey for uh, Christmas. Maybe we should do goose this year. My dad's like, dude, shut up. We've been saying this for the past 15 years. And I'm like, okay, well, we haven't done it. My mom was telling me that she wants us to do a turkey for Christmas and have us try to replicate or like just do because obviously I missed Thanksgiving the last three years and probably will for a while. Um or she wants to do a thing, uh, Christmas one since our entire family's gonna be there. Be like, oh yeah, it's like a second Thanksgiving. I'm like, word, okay, cool. <laughs> like, if we want to go through that trouble, let's fucking do it. There you go. Yeah. Why not? We did it. We let's recap. Yep. Let's mm-hmm. let us recap our list. Dom, start us off. All right. So I had stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce, green bean casserole, and my honorable mention was corn. No protein. I know. I know. It's, it's a it's a lot of role players. A lot of role players. That's good though. Hi. They can win championships. Yeah. That's a good squad. It is a good squad. I've got the star of the show, the turkey. Yep. Yep. Sweet casserole, but sweet potato casserole, uh, dinner roll, apple pie, and mac and cheese. I, I really like my squad. You, you got a, well, got a, a well-rounded bit, squad. I got a bit of everything. I got the star player. I got the sixth man. You know, got those role players. I'm really liking. I feel confident mm-hmm. about that pick. I have prime rib, pumpkin pie, ham, baked potato, and pecan pie. Pecan pie for my southerners. That's tough too. Yeah. Well, actually, I would say pecan, and I'm not even from the south. I call, I've always called it a pecan. I always well, say, only people on TV call it a pecan. I always look at it. Well, maybe maybe that's why I'll work on TV one day. 
Um, I always look at it as like when I say pecan, I picture a pecan in a pie. I feel like a pecan. <laughs> I just get disgusted. I think like pecans are like birds. That's like, a pecan pie right there. I think that'd be from the like south. If there was a bird that was like a tropical one. bird, and I said, "Oh, that's a pecan," you'd say, "Oh shit, that's a pecan." Yeah. <laughs> Flying pecan, right yeah. Like you go, yeah, shut. Up. And then I'd look up and be like, a can of peas is flying. Like I don't know. Every single time I hear pecan, that's what I think. But you hear pecan, and you're like, mm, that's a nut. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And it's a delicious pie, apparently. Yeah, pecan pie. Yeah, I that's think uh, I think Nick had two superstars in the in the in the meat department. Fridge had the most well rounded. I think. I would agree. I think you, I, you, you're I, just I, the role play king. Yeah, a lot, lot of role playing and uh, a lot of chemistry. A lot of chemistry with that gravy. Definitely, he's holding everything. Yeah, that's the glue guy. Glue guy of the week. He has gravy. He's got it. He is the glue. He's got the glue. Wow. All right. Well, he's got the. You know, he's got the glue. He's got the glue. Our boy, Dom. It has been our pleasure, and we just want to. Do you have any uh, shout outs that you'd like to make here? It's been a great episode. I will say we're not going to hit the record unless you talk for. 14 more minutes and Kyle Cotilla is probably very happy and he will <laughs> when I tell him tomorrow because uh, he asked me every Monday during our conversation. That'll be the record. Because <laughs> his is two hours and 58 minutes mm-hmm. and I don't. I thought nobody was going to touch it. You're in second place right now. We're at 245. Wow. wow. So very wow. impressed. This, this was a – I really enjoyed hearing your perspective. Yeah, on this things. is awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's funny like because, I mean, I'm surrounded by soccer players every single day. And it was like I could just like feel you guys were like, oh my gosh, like you guys are so in tune with the conversation. Like I could be rambling on for soccer about hours, uh, you know, for hours. And um, yeah, sometimes you know it, it can get boring, yeah. But uh, but it's it's really interesting stuff. And, and just like I love like you know hearing about your lacrosse life, the lives. And it's like, all right, you know, there's 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 other people, just soccer players around here. Because <laughs> that's what the same perspective I had. Because I wanted to know like. When we're watching the game, or like when I'm when I'm talking about like what's going on in the locker room, what's going on that I don't see, what are you saying on the field? Like that's why we do this stuff. Like we want to give you the insight into what it's like being a D three athlete, whether it's lacrosse, soccer. It's the only two sports we've highlighted so far, but we're looking to expand. Uh, but like just overall, like the student athlete experience, and everyone has their own unique things that happen, the dynamics of the squads, and I think that you gave us a perfect glimpse into what it's like, especially in this last year, to represent a legacy and to really make everyone like I, I know I can say this like make us all proud like we're being at that game at, at Newman and walk walking away we were all sad we were all devastated mm-hmm. but at the same time we we're like that was so cool how we were able to do it the theme is together mm-hmm. yep. we all came together for that we united around you guys and we we're able to cheer you on for your last game yeah exactly exactly and uh like I said you know we like Dallas said, you know, you're you're walking into something that uh that's you know that's burning, and um, you know, and sometimes you know you might not be ready, but you know it's it's coming, and uh, it's it's something really really emotional and, and something special at the same time. And we're about to walk into the fire in January. Oh, yeah. uh, any final shout-outs that you would like to make here? The floor is all yours. I mean, I mean, hey, you know, hi mom, hi dad, hi Enzo. Hope you enjoyed the, the, the show and uh, can't wait for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yeah. right around the corner. We will be back next week. I think we're going to do a solo pod. This will be released on Thanksgiving Eve. So. This will. Oh, my gosh. It'll be on what? – what's the day before Thanksgiving called? 
Uh, Biggest party night of the year. Yeah, it's Blackout Wednesday. Uh, that is. It's. I don't. I don't Here's know. to responsible drinking. If you are partaking, called Thanksgiving. If you are, if you are partaking in pre-Thanksgiving activities, be safe and uh, have fun. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And Nick, Nick, there's one thing I'm missing. What am I missing? You want me to say it? What is it? I think I think you should say it. Should I say it? You should say it. Shout out Jules. Shout out Jules. He knows. Shout out Jules. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. I'll be up in the club, but I won't come down cause I'll be too faded. Everybody wanna walk that talk, wanna talk that talk like we made it. But they all gon' catch what I got, I'll make the money right back. Bitches be tripping, don't know how to act. He just be singing, don't know how to rap. I really be running this shit like I'm Owen. She like a wave, I'm loving her motion. It's like I'm sipping straight up on the potion. Water be dripping, it feel like and the ocean. I know that I'm different cause I'm from the other side. She's saying that she want me, girl, that's capping, girl. You